5: You're
6: listening to Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Radio. Wow, another week of NFL fun. Week 7, Fox Football Sunday, fun day with Cavino and Rich.
7: Excited to get involved with you tonight. Not you, Rich. Everybody listening to Fox Football Sunday. I'm about to make it a fun day. I want to hear from you at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And everyone listening on FoxSportsRadio.com, welcome to Cavino and Rich. And like we always do. We're going to start it off with things that made you go, hmm. Your takeaways from football today. Might touch on a little boxing. I know I'll throw some Tiafimo in there. And I'm going to hate on Shakur Stevenson. Sweet. But we got to talk some football.
6: Let's go. All right. Things that made you go, hmm. There's a ton of them today. A lot of things that made me go, huh? Hmm. However, another good day of gambling. I bet you Vegas ain't doing well because a lot of things that – should happen or happening.
7: Well, my prediction on this show today is pain. Is that we're going to have a lot of ADD radio going on because if you're new to Cavino and Rich. Rich I'm sure has action on the game tonight, but while we broadcast live, he'll be watching his 49ers take on the Colts. So, you know, we're going to give you a live play-by-play as this goes on as well. So stay 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 tuned and buckle up.
6: Yeah. Uh- they're wearing their sweet throwbacks today. Very, uh, very sweet-looking digs. The ones they won the Super Bowl with, with Steve Young in 94-95. Uh, so I'm excited about that. As, as far as throwbacks go, did you see the Green Bay Packers uniform today? The first time they ever wore that.
7: They were like homage to the classics. Something like that. I, I wasn't hating on them. Did you hate on them? I know you're nah, a big stickler on the uniforms and things like that. I thought it was okay.
6: But you're going to see a very rainy game tonight. So my prediction... Maybe the under. I think this might be a low-scoring, rainy, sloppy, you know how I like it, extra sloppy Sunday night football game, Niners versus the Colts. But what's the first thing that you want to get to? Is it obvious, Camino? Is it what the hell is going on with the Kansas City Chiefs?
7: Well, I was just watching a stat right now on Televisión that three points is the lowest points scored in the nine years under Andy Reid. So something's going on. You know, they're definitely not the same team. They seem to be falling apart right before our eyes. So, yeah, something's going on with the Chiefs. There's no doubt about that. And you know what? That hit that Mahomes took today, too, that didn't, ah! <laughs> that didn't help <laughs> the spirits of, of, ah! of the team for sure. You know, you heard a little... He definitely heard a little snaps and cracks. I'm just hoping that he's okay and he's not too sore later on. But, you know, that hit he took, it was like he uh, it was like he scorpioned a little bit. Like his, his neck went back and his feet went up. Poor guy. But that's just adding insult to injury. Three points. Three points. Titans 27, Ooh. Chiefs 3. I understand the Titans are the real deal. You know, that they got some big wins under them in the past few weeks. I well, get they, that. That's they, one uh, of the things that make me go, hmm.
6: You got to say, our the Tennessee Titans are a legitimate contender. We made the rule seven weeks ago, Cavino, that after week six, we could speculate and make preposterous claims and thoughts because after six weeks of the NFL, you could start getting a feel. And when you beat the Buffalo Bills and the defending AFC champions, a team that won the Super Bowl two years ago, the Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, when you beat the Bills and the Chiefs back-to-back weeks, and you're 5-2, and two, how do you not consider the Tennessee Titans one of the better teams, one of the contenders of the AFC?
7: Couldn't agree more. Want to turn it over to you guys, too. 877-996-6369. It's Cavino and Rich. 877-99 on Fox. We are live. We could tie both of those together. What's up with the Chiefs? What's going on with the Chiefs? They stink. What's they just going stink on? right now. They're not vibing. They're not... Right. They're out of sorts. Mahomes is playing bad. As we've established the past few weeks, nothing's going their way. You know, it's like a, a black cloud over them or something like that, where everything used to go their way, nothing's going their way, and they can't even score. But on the flip side of that today, we have to say the Titans are the real deal. Holyfield, Kappa Bootyfield, by the way, props to Holyfield's son. He won last night. Vander I Holyfield's son fought last night. We'll talk some boxing later, but in the same vein, Rich, and yeah, I'm going to talk about the vein. I think the Bengals are the real deal. Bengals, well, real deal, too. I think
6: they've established that this week. Well, be- before you move on to the Bengals, uh, do you want to hear Mahomes talking about that hit? Let's do it. This is Patrick Mahomes. Take a listen. I feel fine now. I mean, it was fourth down, so I was kind of getting held up. And instead of going down and trying to throw the ball, and obviously y'all saw the hit. So kind of took my time getting up, but I felt fine. But obviously, with the, you get to kind of go through those things, the protocol thing. Did everything I needed to do to be, be here right now.
7: And uh, to be honest, you know, I'm just really concerned with how I'm going to feel tomorrow. You know, and I'm probably a little sore and, you know, my, my, my tootsies hurt. And, uh, you know, I think I hurt my my back. It's my neck and my back. Doctor says yeah. I might need a backyotomy, but uh, I'm yeah. hoping for the best.
6: Yeah, Mahomes. Uh, hoping for the best. He also said, I heard him after the game say, teams go through this. It's early in the season. He's saying all the things that he has to say and can say. It, you're, he's right. It's week seven. We love to point out that I'm pretty sure... If you go back to last season, the Bucks were seven and five at some point and no one thought Tom Brady was gonna take it all the way to the Super Bowl true, and obviously true. wins. It's, so,
7: it's well you can't say it's a long season, but you know, it's a season of ups and downs and and you know, they gotta figure it out and we're hoping that Mahomes just as a fan. You know, yeah. I'm a fan of, of Patrick Mahomes. The league's not the same when one of the best players in the league isn't playing up to his abilities, and neither is the team. I'll
6: give you so, an analogy, Kavino. When, when the Golden State Warriors were struggling because Steph Curry was the only guy healthy, it, it, it stunk watching the Golden State Warriors at, like, low capacity. Like, you want them to compete on a high level. So I think we all want to see the Kansas City Chiefs turn it around. And you know what the easiest way to turn around in the NFL play a New York football team. Next Monday night, the Chiefs are at home versus the Giants. Even though the Giants won today, that should be where Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs rebound, if you ask me.
7: Yeah, a big win today for the Giants. So, all right, we talk about the Chiefs and the Titans. What's up with the Chiefs? Do they just think? Do they have to make a few adjustments? Will they be the Chiefs that we know? Three points against the Titans, or are the Titans that good? And then I said the same thing about the Bengals, Rich. We were talking before the show started yeah, you know, they're in first place now. Not just in first place. They beat the Ravens convincingly today. Like, convincingly. They look solid today. Are they that good? That makes you go, hmm.
6: Well, you know what? I'm going to take your feedback and your phone calls, like you said. Things that make you go, hmm. The phone number. 877-99 on Fox. 877 996 Six three six nine. And a few
7: weeks ago, we weren't saying, you weren't saying, that the Titans and the Bengals were the real deal, and they've been heating up convincingly. So the narrative has definitely changed when you talk about those two teams.
6: It's it's all about matchups, and I hate to uh, steal a narrative that you've said for years. Is that because
7: it's so true? It, yeah, it's
6: like it's like boxing in a way. You're, really you're a big boxing guy. Matchups because the Ravens spanked the Chargers last week. The Ravens beat the Chiefs earlier in the year. The Ravens then just beat on a record field goal the Lions, the worst team in football. Meanwhile, today, the Bengals, I, you, you can't really tell. It's, it's hard to really see who you're dealing with because it really is about what teams match up against other teams. It really well, is. It's fascinating.
7: In regards to the Bengals, things that make you go, hmm, we've been talking about them. But again, a guy who's establishing a name for himself, Jamar Chase, like, gotta make you go, hmm, the real deal, 754 receiving yards in just seven games, and I think he's the only guy to ever do that. That was the stat they were throwing around all day today. I got it right here, actually. With 201 receiving yards today, Jamar Chase has now 754 receiving yards a season. That's the most by any player through their first seven career games in NFL history. So... That's the amazing well, thing about records. Like people today, are still finding ways to separate themselves and do things that have never done before. That's major props to this dude.
6: Well, today didn't hurt when you catch for over two hundred yards. But I always thought that that was uh, one of those things people don't talk about enough in sports. Right? People talk about the locker room, the clubhouse, all that stuff. But when guys have played together before and they got that bond, right? Like, think about you make it. Make point. You know? There's people we've worked with at one job, and then you see them at another job, and you're stoked to see someone at an office job. Like, hey, we used to work together. Burrow and Chase were catching touchdowns, and pay, they were they were playing together at 20 years old in college. And now they're There's on the big stage. There's got to be something to be different.
7: said about that. But then, how do you explain Tom Brady and how he's just able to do it with anybody? <sighs> that, right. And we're going to talk about Tom Brady. We're going to be swinging. From Tom Brady, most yes, likely, because what he's doing is just insane. And again, he's over six hundred touchdowns now. We'll talk about that, but yeah, Jamar Chase. You can't deny that chemistry they got going on, and you know it's really pushing the Bengals forward. They're in first place, convincingly now. That made me things go, hmm. that
6: make you go, "Hmm." I got one for you. Is it automatic that anytime? Bill Belichick plays a rookie quarterback betting on the Patriots is the best money you could wager no matter who is on the Patriots Bill Belichick seems to just handle rookie quarterbacks like no other coach ever and they put up a 50 something spot today against the Jets I know it's the Jets but when you got young quarterbacks and young teams Bill Belichick just annihilates them every time that was to me that was like a, that was an easy bet today to make uh, the Patriots
7: 13. And I heard another random stat, Rich, today. I maybe this is common knowledge. I'm not sure I knew this. That McVeigh, when leading at the half, is now like 44-0 or 43-0. Damn. Yeah, so insane. All the, right. The so opposite things, of
6: Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Uh. Things that make you go,
7: hmm, is <laughs> Cavino and Rich. We are live on Fox Football Fun Funday, 877 996 It's inevitable. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'll, I'll save this. I'll save this, uh, this Brady talk for a second because I have one more thing written down here that I noticed. I think oh, Kyler that you, that, you and that, I, that
6: you and I could do one thing better than Derrick Henry, throw a spiral,
7: but that was pretty cool to see. <laughs> that was cool to see, yeah. That's the one thing we could do better. Uh, Texans, Malik Collins had a, a nice sack against Kyler Murray in the Cardinals. I don't know if you saw that. Kyler Murray dips his head down, and immediately the referees are throwing flags down, and I'm thinking, what was Malik Collins supposed to do in that scenario? So is he at the point where he's getting all the is is he getting calls because he's Kyler Murray now, or? You know, does something need to change there? Because that definitely made me say, hmm, this is football. And I don't want to be the old guy complaining about back in the day and this and that. But when I don't Roddy know if you saw Lott it.
6: used to annihilate people. No, like, but the refs on-
7: immediately threw flags down on that play. And I was like, what did, what did you – Malik Collins going full force – You know, ready to tackle Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray dips his head down, and he just sort of of tosses him down. What is he
6: supposed to do in that scenario? What's a man to do? Well, that sort of goes along with something, believe it or not, Patrick Mahomes' mom said last week. So maybe later on we'll get into a little rules that are lame. The lamest rules in sports. We'll maybe talk a little Halloween. Like, is it possible to pull off a good sports Halloween costume? Uh, A little more things that make you go, hmm, and some typical Kavino and Rich dumb, deep thoughts and hypotheticals. We got more next. Football Sunday Funday on Fox. Kavino and Rich.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb.
5: The podcast is called All Ball.
1: You're my favorite icon.
2: Aw, Joseph!
1: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Turo Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
4: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
7: It's Fox Football Sunday Fun Day with Cavino and Rich. Give us a call at 877 996 6369. We are live, 877 99 on Fox, FoxSportsRadio.com. Las Vegas. We're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at VisitLasVegas.com. So, again, I'm Steve Cavino. That is Rich Davis. And we're going over and wrapping up. And getting your feedback on things that make you go, hmm, your takeaways today. We talked about Jamar Chase, and he's the real deal. 754 receiving yards, had over 200 today. We talked about the Chiefs not being the same. The Titans and the Bengals making names for themselves, heating up at the right time. And we're gonna talk about Tom Brady. What's the deal with Tom Brady? What's the deal with that ball, the 600th touchdown? We'll talk about that and okay, all these roughing the passers. We got to talk rules. We have lots to get to, Rich. Yes,
6: uh, you're talking about things that make you go hmm. And you just did the uh, Las Vegas commercial read. Yeah. How about the Las Vegas five and two Raiders in sole first place right now because the Chargers had a bye week? So we're looking at a five and two Raiders team. That looks like they are doing just fine under a new coach and you know when they were when they were 3 and 0 there were a couple teams that were 3 and 0 and I said it on Fox you could pull the video you could go to the videotape water Wolf style back in the day let's go to the videotape I said the Panthers were not a good 3 and 0 they've been 0 and 4 since I told you the Broncos were the softest 3 and 0 team they're now 3 and 4 So I I pegged those teams right. But I said the Raiders might be all right. The Raiders are 5-2, Sometimes crisis
7: is opportunity, right? Yep. And maybe this is the Raiders' opportunity to pull it together, work together, and climb through adversity. So it seems to be the case here. Playing well, so props to them. Uh, You want to take a quick phone call? Let's do it. Things that make you go, hmm. And then we're going to talk about, get this, guys, moms getting involved. There's a story about... Our buddy who's who's doing just fine, Patrick Mahomes.
6: Yeah, and by the way, they're showing like overhead weather forecast for Sunday Night Football at Levi Stadium. This might be a real sloppy mud fest. And the 49ers wearing those really nice clean white pants. They will be dirty quickly. You're the only right, guy that cares about that. Let's go to Emmett in Olympia. What's up, Emmett?
11: What's up, guys? I actually have a few. Hmm. This Ooh, week. Okay. Should you come with one? But a couple of them are quick, and the others going to take a little longer. My first one is the Raiders, after firing their coach, are continuing to be good. They're 2-0, mm-hmm. and you'd think after a coach being fired, you know there'd be a little bit of a bad vibes there. Second of all is, like you guys talked about, the Bengals being for real. And my last one is this. It seems like every week with Sam Darnold, he gets worse. Today he got benched because he threw 16-25, 111 yards, no tutties, and a pick against the New York Giants. So maybe we were wrong about Sam Darnold. Cause I, I know. We, we got
7: real excited about it. I think I he know. threw seven picks in the past few losses. They benched <laughs> him, but they're insisting that he's still their quarterback. But, yeah, I'm bummed to to see that because I was getting fired up for him.
6: Yeah, I thought he needed a new location. And when you start out 3-0 and post-Jets career, you're like, see, the Jets just stink. He needed a new start. And now you're like, ooh, yeah, he's lost four in a row, and he has zero control. Like, yeah, it's – Maybe you're right, You know what?
7: There there really is just so much up and down in the NFL, unless, of course, you're Tom Brady. I mean, like we said earlier, look at Pat Mahomes. What's going on there?
6: Kavino, as a fan, I'm convinced that we have very little understanding. I mean, if you played high school or college ball, baseball, football, anything like, you know, a lot of guys listening and watching, like you and I, if you played at any level, no one was really that good and no one was really that bad.
7: I was pretty nasty at RBI baseball. That's where I shine the brightest, I think. Uh, Video
6: games, yeah. But when we played sports, the one – it's hard to quite understand. By the way, first down 49ers. Yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Bobo. Bobo, I'm I'm, I'm like, you know me. I'm going to be distracted by 9ers. That's why I'm laughing because it came out of nowhere. Oh,
11: by the way,
7: hold on, Bobo. And, And, Rich, tell everybody, just so we're invested with you, yeah. What do you have on this game? Like, Obviously, they're your team, but what sort of I, action I did, do you have, uh,
6: now? I, I don't want to give money amounts. But just saying, but, but, no, but do you couple, have anything couple, significant? Yeah. No, no, not, not a big amount, but I, I will say I bet on the 49ers. Uh, I bought a half a point, so I have the 49ers minus three, and I have them in a teaser bet where I have them plus three and a half, so they could lose by field goal, and I'll still win the bet. So I get the Niners in two different actions.
11: Okay, so but we'll your rent's either. still going to be paid if they, you know.
6: If yeah, they my rent's still going to be paid. Cool. My kid's college is all good. <laughs> yeah.
7: um, so we'll keep you posted on that. Go ahead, Rich.
6: So what I'm saying is you, you see it in the NFL, to me, more than any other sport, maybe in baseball with starting pitching. But when Russell Wilson goes down and you see a guy like Geno Smith, who's a reputable quarterback in the NFL, just like look like garbage compared to to Russell Wilson, let's be honest. You could see how much these elite quarterbacks mean. And when you get a good franchise guy, like we're talking elite, and I think Cincinnati might have that in Joe Burrow right now. I just wanted to bring that up because he just feels like a winner. Everything about Joe Burrow feels like he he has that that, that it factor. Don't you feel oh, yeah. that he's, way,
7: too? He's turning it around for sure, yeah. <laughs> like Joe
6: Definitely. Burrow makes it seem like, like some guys get drafted by a crap team, and they just sort of live in the crap.
7: Dude, they spanked the Ravens, forty-one seventeen. If you guys were busy today, you didn't see any of the highlights. You're, you're you know, m- running some errands. You, you made a target run. You were at Home Depot. Yeah. You, you didn't see what happened. You're uh, getting beat your beat Halloween costume. You're
6: getting your Fort- Halloween costume and a pumpkin. Yeah, exactly.
7: Forty-one seventeen. So yeah, it's safe to say Joe Burrows uh, is, you know, feeling it right now.
6: Yeah. It just it, there's certain guys where you're like, all right, this guy is an elite.
7: He's, he's a, a winner. You said
6: it. Yeah, he has a winning mentality, right? And you could just see it in his face. Uh, Mitch in New Jersey, you're on Kavino and Rich Fox Sports Sunday Funday. A little Fox Football. What's up, man?
1: Hey, what's happening? Uh, hey, you gotta say Joe Bow is making that division look good, and he's yeah. taking a team that you said they said didn't have. That's a tough division now in first place, Ty. Uh, I want to talk about the last, about team, the last Cop-
6: time the last time Cincinnati mattered. I mean, you could say Andy Dalton for a minute. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say Boomer Esiason. The last time Cincinnati mattered.
1: Yeah, him and Kenny Anderson got, got into the Super Bowl. Of course, yeah. they had a to face the
6: 49ers. Yeah.
1: Um, Cooper Cup. He doesn't get enough uh, coverage. He's an underrated uh, star. I, I, mean, I don't know, you know how under. Super maybe star. he
7: is, but I, when you hear that he's leading, I'm pretty sure he's leading the league in receiving yards right now. Some ridiculous stat. You're, you're like, oh, really? You know, but think about it. I don't know if it's because his name's Cooper Cup. <laughs> but <laughs> you do seem to hear his name yeah. a lot, right? So you you know he's good. He's just really good this year.
1: I think he was a third or second round uh, draft choice. Well, thanks for taking my
11: call.
7: Hey, thank oh. you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. If I'm going to bring and, up uh, Jamar Chase, you got to bring up Cooper Cup for sure.
6: And I also want to thank Elijah Mitchell for that 20, uh, 20-odd run into Indianapolis territory. 49ers uh, almost entering the red zone. We got Sunday Night Football on in the background here at Fox. All right, Camino, any other things that make you go, hmm, before we dive in to moms getting involved in sports?
7: Yeah, well, I just want to back up our buddy there, Cooper Cup, 156 yards today, two tutties, and just really playing big this year. So props to him. It should be pointed out. Definitely a takeaway today.
6: Yeah, I wanted to ask you, Bobo. Anyone back at the studio? I just... I'm curious if you think, while the Packers are 6-1, and one, the Packers are 6-1. and one. You could say to yourself, Packers are 6-1. and one. They're on the way. They're on they're Packers on have won.
7: You could say they've won six in a row. Like, we shouldn't yeah. even count that first game the way they've been playing since.
6: We could ask our producer, Danny. I'm just curious. Do people look at the Packers and say... And by the way, Elijah Mitchell just ran for, like, 3 20-yard runs in a row. Touchdown 49ers, up 7 nothing. The guy just ran... For three big first downs in a row and touchdown. There you go. Niners up, 6-0. Do you think that the Packers, they won six in a row, but do you feel like they don't – I mean, 24-10 is a nice win, but do you feel like they never really annihilate teams where the Packers are a team that still doesn't look dominant to like, you? Teams hang around, and then at the end, the, the Packers put on like those points that make it look like it was a bigger win than it was? Does that make sense?
7: Yeah, you you would have thought they would have beat Washington – more convincing saying, like, that, while the game was 24 the game, to 10.
6: The game was 24 10, but the, I watched a lot of that game, and it was close until, oh, by the way, missed extra point. Garbage. Um, the Green Bay Packers are one of those teams, and I don't want to compare them to the Braves of the 90s in baseball, but don't you feel like the Packers are there every year but never quite finish? They won the one Super Bowl, the, the Braves won the one World Series.
7: I feel that way about the Vikings, too. Like, they always have decent teams. They always have a little bit of promise, but you know they're really not going to go further. I felt that way about the Vikings for the past 10 years, I Yeah, but the say.
6: Vikings never made it to – the Vikings weren't playing in championship games. Like, if you look at how many championship games – And By the way,
7: Braves fans right now are saying, you know, hey, we'll see what happens uh, come Tuesday.
6: Oh, I, they're, they're, it's going to be the most lopsided World Series rooting interest in the history of sports. I think outside of Houston, Texas, the world is rooting for a young, fun Braves team with, like, an old, lovable coach. Like
7: Well, I, I know what you're saying. Um, the, the analogy is this. When you think of those 90s Braves teams, right, when you think of the squad they had with Larry Chipper Jones and that pitching staff of Smoltz and, and... Terry
6: Pendleton, all these oh guys. Oh, my God. Are, you know, the the whole team.
7: Maddox and, you know, it goes on Andrew and on. Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones, for sure. When you think of that team, and you think of what they were capable of, Glavin,
6: you know they, they, they only so won good. one World
7: Series. They only won one World Series. It's like the so 80s Mets, I feel what right? you're saying when it comes to the
6: Packers. It's like the Packers. Every year, you, you're almost guaranteed Aaron Rodgers is going to win ten or more games, likely twelve games or more. Yet, even though they're six and one, I still feel like if they played Tampa, if they played. Arizona or the Rams I still don't think Green well, Bay dude, is like the elite
7: you know you know it's funny man I kind of had a, that that passing thought watching football today you know you're watching all these games you're sizing up all these teams you're watching the Packers like man six in a row can't believe we ever doubted Aaron Rodgers they're so good and then in the back of my mind I really do think this and, and like I said we're gonna be swinging from Tom Brady today guys yeah so be prepared <laughs> yeah I'm like coming. we're all just killing time and delaying the inevitable of we all know that deep down that Tom Brady's going to win it again.
11: He cannot.
7: Yeah, he, no, that's how I feel. I, I Honestly, Bobo, yeah, Bobo, no, my Bobo. God, no. Like I get it. I feel like sometimes we just do this because it's our job. But really, deep down in all of our hearts, we know that they're just so fundamentally sound. And when he's leading the team, they're capable of anything. And who's going to beat them? It, it, I don't. You know, know what? Maybe,
6: maybe, maybe Bobo's team. And I'll tell you what, Bobo. I mean, you they're follow- great. Bobo or Danny or anyone back, feel free to yeah. chime in. Is there a part of you that feels what I'm saying? I, I'm, it's just hot it's, air. It's like, a, it's like a weird, it's a um, weird take about the Packers. But like your team, Bobo, I, I, you're a pa- you're a you're a Cowboys fan. If you told me right now, next week is the playoffs and it's Cowboys, Packers, I'm betting on the Cowboys. If you told me it's Tampa Bay versus the Packers, I'm betting on the Bucks. Like I, I think that the Packers are great, but they're they're the Braves in the '90s of the it's NFL. It's a good
11: one, Rich. I, I I hate agreeing with you, but I feel yeah. you now. I, I'm with you. I don't think that the Packers have done anything like a wow factor. It's like, yeah. it's one of those things. It, it's kind of bad because I am not a Packers fan at all. I, I've can't, I've demised the Packers ever since that Des Bryant no-catch call. Like, that's oh. been a thorn in my <laughs> side yep. since then. I can't stand them. But it's one of those things, like you just said, you always expect Aaron Rodgers is going to be great. Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. The team is going to win over 10 games. But after that, it's like, now what? They never do anything to make you go, they're going to go all the way. That's why the year that they did go all the way, it was a big deal. But they do the same thing every year. They get to that point, and then it's like, oh, wait, that's right. We're not supposed to win. We're Green Bay.
6: Yeah, we'll make it to the know NFC if Championship I don't game know if that's every a single stigma year. stigma that
11: the team has
7: or is that something about yeah. Aaron Rodgers? And, and by know. the way,
6: um, speaking of a, a team that we were just all sweating, the Cincinnati Bengals, if we remember, there was a field goal. It was, remember it was a who wants to miss field goal after field goal after field goal? That game... Was the Green Bay Packers, Cincinnati Bengals? Remember when Crosby and the and the Bengals kicker missed a bunch of field goals? So if the Bengals would have missed, uh, would have got one of those chip shots that they missed, the Bengals would be six and one right now.
7: Ah, oh, Bengals six and yeah. one. Oh, Packers, oh. they just won six in a row. Oh yeah, Rich's Forty Nine ers looking good. Bobo's Cowboys
6: looks like a turnover. Yeah, yeah. By the way, hey,
7: for, for, let's not forget Tom Brady. Still Tom Brady.
6: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to an update with Steve Desager. Steve. Did we just see a fumble? Did the 49ers recover in, in Indianapolis territory?
12: That is correct. A first down fumble for Jonathan Taylor. It is already Niners 6-0 in the rain. About 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. Yes, the extra point was missed wide right, but that touchdown you mentioned Elijah Mitchell. Three straight runs almost 50 yards worth to get yeah. in the end zone on the first drive. He has six carries 69 yards and a score already in this game in the first five minutes or so. 6 nothing Niners and yes, rain expected for the whole night. The Monday night football game at Seattle with the Seahawks hosting New Orleans. Rain and win expected for that tomorrow.
6: By the way, Steve, Mm -hmm. what's your instinct on on that game? I feel like I don't get a read on that game at all. New Orleans? Like, is New Orleans going to show up and just beat a a, a Russell wilson list?
12: Yeah, that's the thing. And a Chris carson list Seattle team. So, what read do you get on the Seattle offense generally outside of Wilson? Now, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they still have Metcalf. Okay. true. They could still score, but this this isn't the defense they used to have and this isn't an offense that you would want so no.
6: The not Legion easy. of Boom is a long time ago. It,
12: absolutely. It ended as soon as they blew the 10-point lead in the Super Bowl. True. That was the end of it. Yeah. Arizona, meanwhile, 7-0 and after whipping Houston 31-5. Texans have lost six in a row. Rams beat the winless Detroit Lions 28-19. Cooper Cup, 10 receptions, 156 yards, two scores. Tampa Bay, 38-3 winners against Chicago. Bucks are 6-1. They've won four in a row. Las Vegas, 5-2 and after defeating Philadelphia 33-22-9. Next Sunday, Phillies at Detroit. Green Bay won its sixth straight game, 24-10 over Washington. Tennessee, a 27-3 winner against Kansas City, which is 3-4 and four this year. Cincinnati, a big win, 41-17 at Baltimore. The Bengals and Ravens are each 5-2. Joe Burrow, 416 yards passing, three touchdowns, one wow. interception. And Atlanta, 30-28 win at Miami on a field goal as time expired. That puts the Dolphins' record at 1-6, six, six straight losses. Rookie quarterback Zach Wilson of the Jets left with a knee injury MRI tomorrow at New England Patriots 54-13 the final the Jets are one and five the Giants two and five now they were up five to three late in the third quarter against Carolina beat them 25 to three Oklahoma is down to number four in the new college football polls Georgia and Cincinnati are one two with Alabama up to number three Alabama is in the top five for a record 69th straight week the World Series starts Tuesday night Atlanta at Houston with all games on Fox TV. The Game 1 starters, Charlie Morton of the Braves against Fromber Valdez of the Astros. Kyle Larson took the NASCAR race at Kansas. Hideki Matsuyama was the golf winner in Japan by five strokes. And among the six NBA games, Charlotte went to 3-0 and today, winning at Brooklyn 111-95. James Harden, eight assists, eight turnovers in the loss. The Knicks are 2-0, holding on to a lead 66-65 over Orlando as they approach mid-third quarter. And about eight minutes to go in the Sunday night football game in the rain in Santa Clara. 49ers, 6 nothing over the Colts. Back to you.
6: Thanks, man. And by the oh, way, nice. happy tight ends day. Hopefully uh, you yeah. did some good butt workouts.
12: I was a little late <laughs> on that until I was seeing the signs at the games today. Okay. Yeah, great. Happy tight ends day. Great. Yeah. We, did some,
6: uh, extra we don't have workouts. enough
12: manufactured holidays. Yeah. I'm sure I am hal- sure. I hit
6: up Cavino before. He's
12: like, I can't talk. I'm doing <laughs> squats, right? <laughs> Hallmark's a little late on this one, too, by the way.
7: Thanks, Steve. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Maybe. guys. We're Cavino and Rich. It's Fox Football Fun Day. Fun Day Sunday. So, before we talk about Tom Brady and his 600 tutties and the ball and how they gave it to that kid or how he got it and gave it back, 29-year-old <laughs> Byron Kennedy. Fool. He's a fool in my opinion. Yeah. Before yeah, we talk about that, um, we were talking about Pat Mahomes, and I do want to say I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. I'm glad he's okay. He took a nasty hit today. He took a nasty, nasty hit today, and his team really stinks right now. Stinking like Abe Lincoln, and you can imagine what Abe Lincoln smelled like. Think about that.
6: Yeah, think it was about the 1800s. I mean, think, think about what that guy smelled like. I mean, stinking like Abe Lincoln. I think they so, were showering every day.
7: His mom was in the news recently. Do you want to explain why, Rich?
6: Yeah, Patrick. While I start gathering
7: my thoughts about my own mother, I'm sorry, my own smother.
6: I think. As the 49ers line up for a field goal, it is good. 9 nothing. Eight minutes left in the first. 49ers up 9 nothing on the Colts. The story goes a little something like this. Hit it. Patrick Mahomes' mom was saying that her son, and not just her son. Mrs. The Mahomes. Idea, uh, the, the idea of quarterbacks being blamed for interceptions that are tipped passes just doesn't sit right with her. Patrick Mahomes has thrown a fan number of picks this year, and a lot of them are off well, you the fingertips of Tyree Kill. They're, you know, like a bobbled <laughs> a bobbled reception that lands in the defender's hands. I look at it sort of like a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Should that interception count? I don't know.
7: Well, let's open it up to you guys hanging with us on Fox Football Funday Sunday. 877-996-6369. Cavino and Rich, we are live. 877-99 on Fox. Here's the thing. Here's why it doesn't make sense. Here's why she makes a point, I should say, because a lot of people, a lot of football fans talking out of both sides of their mouth. What do we always say? If it hits the receiver's hands, we're talking guys that make millions and millions yeah. and millions. Everyone's the very dollars quick to, to say catch that. Yeah. The ball. You know, people are always really quick to say, hey, man, if hands. it hits their hands, they should have had it, right? They should have had it. So if it hits their hands, it's tipped off and it's intercepted. Then why is it on the quarterback? You know, I, I wanted to sort of disagree with Pat Mahomes' mom here. But I think she's standing up for her little baby boy and I think she makes a pretty decent point. Because we as fans are always quick to say he should've had that. He yeah, should have had I mean, that. That was a just, great pass. He should've had that.
6: Just for the record, this story is not new. It's it's like five or six days old that just you thought of Mahomes today when things just weren't looking good. Through a pick. And as quarterback no as quarterback
7: you, know, you gotta take some of the bullets. you got to take some of the punches. You're the leader of the team. You're the face of the franchise. So that just comes with the territory. But statistically, is that fair? Does it always tell – it tells an inaccurate story half the time.
6: Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, if you're just looking at box scores, the analogy would be baseball where a guy could hit some little dump over the first baseman's f- the head because he got it off the end of the bat. It's like the weakest hit. But as they always say – well, in the scorecards, it's a line drive single. Who knows the difference, right? If a guy – I remember it was week one or two of the NFL, and we have a buddy, our buddy Jason Brown down in Tampa, who loves to hate on Tom Brady. What's up, Jason, if you're listening on your Fox affiliate down there? He said, uh, well, Brady threw a couple picks, and my first thought was, well, one of them was a finger off the fingertips of a, of a receiver – that wasn't Tom Brady's fault. And the other one was at the end of the first half, Tom Brady just threw it up for the hell of it to see if he could make a miracle happen. A pass he wouldn't have thrown if it wasn't the last play of the first half. So, yeah, that's a pick, but is that a bad pick?
11: Yes. Okay. <laughs> why, why do you say so? I don't think it should count. I mean, it, if you're just throwing the ball, if you're just throwing it to say, hey, I wonder if this is going to work. Oops. That, that's still a, a bad pick. Like that, well, i think I think there's something to be said about
7: you know, did you lead your receiver the right way did you did you drop a dime on him? did, did he have to turn his body and, and that 's why he missed it like whose fault is it for some reason it 's always the quarterback 's fault, and that got us thinking, you know are there other rules that you just can 't get behind or, or you see a different way of looking at it, or certain changes that need to be made? based on this.
6: Well, you it's, know? A sli- it's a slippery slope based on... It is, right. what, what, what it's you fun said conversation. What, what Bobo said, it, I, we're all talking about things that could be a slippery slope. You're right. Well, if it's an end of the half pass, it shouldn't count as an interception. Well, you know what it's like in the NBA. They, there's always that speculation that selfish players will not throw up a full court shot at the end of a quarter because it's just it going to be another... Snap. It's gonna, it's 0 for 1 on their shooting percentage. Right. So you'll see a lot of guys wait for the whistle they wait for the eh, and then they throw it up and you're like yeah you know what you're not fooling me i know you don't you, you throw that up to make it look to the fans like you tried but you don't want another you don't want an 0 for 1 on your shooting percentage
7: if you hit the guy in the hands and it's a solid pass and it goes through his butterfingers and it's picked off mahomes mom makes a point it's really not the quarterback's fault
6: she makes a point and his brother makes some him- Dance moves on TikTok. Every yeah, that's, day. A,
7: that's another story from uh, <laughs> a, a few weeks ago. Yeah. I have a, I
4: have a rule up? change for you guys. Go yeah, ahead, let's ahead. hear it, man. The fumble through the end zone. Oh, Hate that. God. Hate it's it. the worst. It happened weekend. to Derek Carr two seasons in a row against Bobo's Cowboys. Uh, uh, back a couple seasons ago. The Raiders were driving. I that rule. Yeah, I bet you do after that game. Remember Derek Carr was going to win yeah. in the fourth quarter. He reaches out. He dives. He's going to be the hero. Ball goes past the pylon. He fumbles it out of bounds, and it's the Cowboys' ball.
6: It should. You know what it should be, Danny? It should be a touchback where your penalty should be you now. You retain possession, but you're back at the 20-yard yes, line. It's, a, I agree. it's almost like a reverse touchback, if that makes sense. That would make sense to
7: me. We'll open up the phones. We'll take your calls. 877-99 on Fox. Cavino and Rich. Danny G makes a good one. As a fight fan, Rich, and I'll talk about Shakur Stevens, the new champion later on today. He won last night. He won convincingly. There was no discrepancy there. But how many times do people, casual fans, tune in to watch a big fight, only to be let down because there was some sort of shady judging going on or sketchy judging or like, what fight were they watching? When we have CompuBox stats and when we have better a better view on TV, yeah. why are we relying on these old people that nobody knows on the side, the on the rim side, angles, to
6: call the fight? The camera angles and the vantage point that you get watching... On a pay per view, on when Fox and ESPN do their joint broadcast, like the, the, the footage you get is better than three guys sitting ringside or a man and three women sitting ringside. Like they're they're foot level to the fighter.
7: I'm not wishy washy on this. I think there needs to be a change there as a fight fan, but I'm just saying for people listening. Damn, people are such sticklers for the human element. I want to know how Boston fans feel about the human element when Ivaldi when didn't get that strike yeah. called right, in the playoffs.
6: What? Rules that are lame. We'll get to that next. More, Kavino on Rich, Fox Football Sunday next.
8: Juan Gabriel. Juan Guiz. Selena.
6: Selena.
2: Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G.
9: La Bichota.
1: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
4: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
3: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films, and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: All right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Football Sunday fun corn, day. Don't
7: talk over corn. Oh, sorry, bro. I'm just kidding. Hey, by the way, Rich, yep. you want to share your uh, candy corn secret to the Fox Sports Radio world?
6: What's my candy corn secret?
7: You don't know your candy, your own candy corn secret. You don't even know it. No, what is We're it? We're Cavino and Rich. It's Fox Football Sunday, and a lot of people love to hate on candy corn for no reason. What did it do to you? I think it's delicious. But if you add peanuts, I said peanuts, ah. to your candy corn. It tastes like a payday and it'll change your life forever. I promise you.
6: Look at you giving Halloween tips here on oh, Fox I, I love radio. me some
7: corn and some candy corn. Again, is Cavino and Rich and any other rules that stand out before we oh, talk about Tom Brady next no, hour and have, Halloween and everything else?
6: We're, we're going to get to some more rules. We're going to get to Tom Brady. We're going to get uh, to some fights. We're going to get to the World Series. But I heard Dan Patrick during that promo say something that I can wrap up in a minute before we have to unfortunately break again and I, I got a rule next hour okay good because i want to hear all the rules but he did bring up a point i heard dan Pratt and patrick's promo talking about how the cleveland browns running back just proves that running backs you could, it's almost like he could throw people just in there now like look at what elijah mitchell's doing for the 49ers they're on like their fifth running back and this guy's got 79 yards in the first quarter it's the system, and there's so many guys that can play running back. It's almost like Camino. I mean, now, I
7: ran a four seven forty. I could, I could have ran. I could have been a running back.
6: It's, uh, it's. I don't know what's changed more in our lifetime in the last five to ten years. Running backs and their worth in fantasy football and in actual football itself, or the role of starting pitching. It's
7: swing it's, trajectory.
6: It's now to the point, Camino. It's not even to the point where. People speculate like, oh, the starting pitcher is going to go five yard, uh, five innings or six innings. Now it's like we're in the World Series and the playoffs, and people are doing bullpen games. Like, I want to talk about that later too, because that to me is absurd. So we're going to get to a bunch of good stuff, a lot to talk about. It's Sunday football fun day. Kavin on Rich Week Seven of the NFL. We'll talk some more rules that you want to change that you figure lame, plus some Tom Brady hype. All coming up next, right here, Kavino and Rich.
7: Colts just had a nice run, Rich. I feel like your butt cheeks are a little clenched watching this game right now. Is the rain? Is the rain throwing you off? We're you know, watching the Niners and the Colts. That,
6: uh, I don't know if that big Jonathan Taylor run was missed tackles or is that guy just explosive. I think a little of both. What do you think? A
7: little of both, plus uh, the elements. A game that I'm glad I'm not at, but I give props. <clears throat> Yeah. And big ups to the people that are toughing it out in the rain. I'm Steve Cavino. That is Rich Davis. I want to thank Danny G and Bobo and Steve DeSager for hanging out with us. And you guys and future guys checking us out on the iHeartRadio app or on SiriusXM or FoxSportsRadio.com. Fox it's Fox Football Funday, 877-996-6369. So, Rich, check this. We'll continue to talk about football and rules. Do we have a few phone calls? Yeah, we do. Okay, let's go to the phones, and then I'm going to talk about Tom Brady.
6: Okay, uh, let's go to Sean in South Carolina. You're on with Kavino and Rich. What's up, bud? What's up, Sean?
11: Hey, guys. I wanted to weigh in real quick on uh, basically what you're talking about with the interceptions. Um, two things. You compared it to, you know, baseball where it's a hit, whether it's a weak line drive or it's a, a laser into the outfield. Well, you know, in baseball you got like an official score, so if the ball hits off of a player's glove, you can hear you know, rule it an error versus a hit, um, which makes it a little different. Um, yeah, same, second- with, same with an
6: ERA. Uh, That's interrupt you, Sean, but pitchers don't get blamed for errors. They, their ERA is not charged. It's an unearned run. Right. So should it be an unearned interception?
7: What we're saying is these interceptions don't tell the full story.
6: Sure, sure. And then the next question is,
11: is you know, for example, if your team's down by three touchdowns, and you throw a, a touchdown pass, is that an unearned touchdown pass because it's garbage time? You know, same same concept.
7: Well, it's, it's never too concept. late to start throwing new stats and new terms out there. I mean, watch baseball, right? All of a sudden we're, we're talking about exit velocity like it's a thing. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't a thing a few years ago. So, yeah, I, I, why not? I'm open to that. At least it'd be more accurate in the box score. But on the flip side, I was thinking about it, Rich. For every time it hits off a receiver's hands and is tipped off and is picked off, these guys are also making miraculous catches too. So maybe it all sort of evens out in the wash, as my mom says. You know what I mean? It's sort of a push at that point. No, because it's not like every pass is, is, is a dime. It's not like they're on target all the time. You know, the receivers are making insane plays. So maybe it evens out those bad calls.
6: Did your mom say in the wash because she did your laundry until your late 20s?
7: Probably, yeah.
6: Stephen in the wash.
7: <laughs> yeah. Her chopping hints for me to do my own wash.
6: Uh, Stephen, you're going to be 30
7: still doing your wash. Uh, anyway guys, if you have uh, any other feedback on just just rule changes or stupid rules, the number's 877-99 on Fox 877-996-6369 Cavino and Rich.
6: Let's go to Mark in Michigan. We bring it up because uh last week Patrick Mahomes' mom said he shouldn't be blamed for some of these interceptions. I I get it, but it's, you know, it's an interesting take. What's up Mark? Mark. Yeah. What's up, man? Kevin on Rich. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, hey, man. What's up? One of those things that that just ticks me off to
11: no end about football, um, and it's one of those rules that I think they ought to do away with is the way they allow running backs just to hammer a guy in the face mask or hammer a guy in the helmet as they're turning the corner on a run or something like that, and you know they like a middle linebacker or something, they can just push his face right down into the ground. And that's okay, but anybody else touching a helmet or a face mask or something like that—it's—it's—you know—you can't do that. Um, and I just don't understand why that is something that's okay for running backs. I don't no, get that. I don't that.
7: get it either. And you know, we saw some some really suspect roughing the passer today. So,
6: and we'll get into that. But Kavino, my excitement—did you see what just happened? If you're—if you're, if you're well, I watching, see a lot of
7: celebration with the 49ers.
6: while we're doing some Fox Football Sunday Funday on. Sunday night football. Oh, I see Wentz Carson scrambling. Wentz. Oh, he just, just hey, he just hands it off. He felt the pressure from Bosa and tries to do a shovel pass, but I don't know to who because it looks like he just threw it. Number fifty one on the 49ers, whoever that is. I don't, but I don't even know who that was intended for. I know it's rainy, and it, but I don't know. It's a that was a very ill advised pass. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. That was. I mean, Carson Wentz can't be liking that.
7: All right, so if you have any other feedback, guys, by all means, and Danny, G, and Bobo, feel free to chime in. It's Cavino and Rich, Fox Football, Fun Day. So I was listening to George and Dan before we got on the air, right? And they were talking. It was actually a pretty interesting conversation about Tom Brady is like the prom queen, and everybody just wants to get a picture with her. Something like that. They were saying how at the end of every game, why is it that everybody wants to shake his hand? I understand, but why is he obligated obligated to shake everybody's hand? Shouldn't there be a certain level caliber of player that gets to shake Tom Brady's hand? I mean, not everyone's asking for every Manny Moe and Jack and Tom Dick and Harry. Like it shouldn't be just every random dude that just wants his photo op or you know shake hands with greatness. Like he's Tom Brady, and there's a safety issue, and He's, you know, high-fiving all the fans. Like, I feel like they got to let Tom Brady breathe a little bit. What's your, what's your thought on that? Because I thought it was actually Listen, interesting.
8: I,
6: I hear what you're saying. If, if some schlub of a player is like, hey, Tom Brady, I want to do a jersey swap, then I'd say that's ridiculous. But Camino, the NFL, much like every other sports organization, once you're in it, it's like a fraternity. So while Tom Brady is possibly the most elite winner in the sports history, and you're thinking, why is some second year backup, you know, running back from the other team high fiving them? Because they they're in the same league, right? They're in
12: the same. No, sa- they're all
7: there sweating Tom Brady. It shouldn't be that way, and I get it. But they're all playing NFL football together. You know, like you can't put this guy on a pedestal when you're trying to beat him. And everybody just wants to shake his hand. And I think that's odd. And I don't think he should be obligated. I really don't. He's sitting there shaking everybody's hand. And I get it. That's what makes him Tom Brady. But sometimes he should just dip off. I saw LeBron dip off when they lost to the Golden State Warriors. He just dipped off into the locker room. He does that a lot. I think Tom Brady should be like, hey, look, I'm Tom Brady. Congratulations, guys. Good game. I'm out. Because he's Come got on. things to do and he's Come not trying on. to get sick. But on the other side, you know, I'll, I'll take your thoughts on that, guys. Because I thought that was a pretty decent conversation that, that George and Dan were having. Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. They were going back and
6: forth. Well, let me let me, let me piggyback that conversation because there's so much to talk about with, with okay, Tom Brady. But if Tom
7: Brady wasn't Tom Brady, right, and he wasn't the guy willing to shake everyone's hand and smile and high-five and... And, and pinched the kids on the cheek and, hey, hey, what's up, little fella? Then maybe he would have got that 600th touchdown ball as easy as he did today.
6: Oh, there, There's so, so many layers because I want to talk about that. But right. I think the question that you and I were talking about before we went on the air was a very simple one. What's as, the Seinfeld deal as Seinfeld would say, What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal?
7: He's just, I, I think the more handsome he got, the better he started to play.
6: I just don't get what's the deal with Tom Brady, did you see the consistency meme that was going around? It said like his first, like his career split down the middle is equal. Like if you take Tom Brady's years of the league, like his record, it, he's just the model of consistency. So I ask you, what's the deal? I
7: think he makes the game easy and fun for a lot of these players. Like he brings real football fundamentals that are easy for these for his teammates to grasp and understand. I mean, just that little, that little, that little pass he through to Evans this, uh, this afternoon. You know, the ball was there before he, Evans even turned around. Like, he, he just makes it easy for them. And I think they all feed off of that. And we talked about Burrow being a winner. Tom Brady is the definition.
6: I, I just, I, I gotta know what other people then. I think, because I know what I think. And And by the the way, I know we're
7: getting a lot of eye rolls because he, you know, there's a lot of people hating on him. I'm sure even Bobo is like, yo, he's not that great. I I don't know how you feel about him, Bobo, but what what is the deal about Tom Brady?
6: Danny and these guys have had takes on a bunch of the stuff we talk about. I always love when the Fox guys chime in and the listeners call 877-999-FOX. But here's what I think, and then I want to hear your thoughts. When when you ask me, what's the deal with Tom Brady? I, I wrote four things down. I don't know why, for but here we go. He creates a culture,
7: Yes. right? Yes.
6: He, I think, positively brainwashes his teammates.
7: Yes, hundred percent. We've seen it. Yeah.
6: I, think I forget Brady- who it
7: was. I forget who it was uh, last year. Who was it? And they were crying about not making the Pro Bowl, and he was like, "Pro Bowl, we play for rings. Like we're here to yeah. play for Super Bowl so, rings."
6: Creates a culture. Yeah. Positively brainwashes his teammates. He somehow demands and gets the best out of guys because you see these guys play on other teams and they're always say you'll you'll see statistically
7: I think that's leading by example Rich that's just great leadership you know you, if you if you're going to expect the best out of people you have to be giving your best and I think all of his teammates would agree that that's why he's the goat
6: I'll be honest with you I was watching some of that Cardinals Houston game today and I'm like Denny oh, Danny Amendola still playing football? Like, in my mind, he his career <laughs> yeah. died with Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. So it's like maybe you, you he somehow finds a way to get the best out of people. And you said it in the beginning of the conversation. Maybe he just simplifies the game to a level where the, it's take away the bells and whistles, take away the complications. Tom Brady just knows how to move the ball downfield in the simplest yes. way. I don't yes. know.
7: He, and he makes it look really easy because I uh, I, I bring this and, up. And it's really weird to marvel at. You're like, wow, this guy's he's playing just as great, if not better, with the Buccaneers, you know, than he played in New England. You're like, oh my goodness, and he's getting older and more handsome, and it's sickening.
6: I the reason I bring it up, I said to you earlier today, as we're watching football and watching all these teams, right? Like the the reason why we all marvel at Tom Brady, and it's pukey and cringeworthy how everyone's like, oh, Tom Brady. But it's almost like deserved in a way because franchises.
7: By the way, you forgot number five. He was blessed by the gods.
6: Is that, yeah, is that the answer? Blessed, blessed by the gods. By the put, gods. put that yeah. on the list. Franchises spend decades trying to find the magic, draft the right quarterback, get the right offensive weapons. I I heard uh, Cowherd the other day talking about how uh, so many teams don't realize that an elite quarterback really just erases, uh, it erases your other deficiencies. Like other teams, when your quarterbacks average, all your deficiencies and all the the weaknesses are exposed even more. A good quarterback, you see it with Seattle. When you watch Seattle play, you're like, oh, wow, without Russell Wilson, they're average at best. With Russell Wilson, they'll always be a playoff contender. It just shows you. And and teams try for decades after decades to capture the magic, draft picks, coaching changes, personnel. But no matter where Tom Brady goes or what he does, he just wins?
7: It's just that winning, like you said, creating the culture. I mean, the defense lit up three points today. So to I mean, he has really nothing to do with that other than people want to win for him and play with him and for him. So it's just it's just – it's just crazy to see after yeah. all these years because a lot of the memes, if you follow social media today, uh, a lot of the quarterbacks that were, you know, he's playing against, he could be their dad. He's 21, yeah. 22 years older than his competition. That's really insane.
6: By the so, way, for every, for every good pass Carson Wentz throws, he – the forty nine ers have dropped like three interceptions so far. Like Carson Wentz is a little shaky. Alright, let's go to Sean and Denver. Wanted to chime in on this and then we'll uh, be back. Sean Denver, Kavino, Rich, what's we up? We gotta
7: man? talk about that ball too. The the story of the uh of the ball today.
6: What's up, buddy? Hey hey fellas, how's it going? I was um I was calling in to talk about everybody shaking Brady's hand. Yeah.
11: So my thought on it is if you're a singer, are you not gonna shake Sinatra's hand? If you're an NBA player,
12: you're not going to go up to Jordan. If you're a radio host like your guys are you're not going to go
5: go up to Howard Stern, shake his hand. Huh. I don't expect I mean, Howard Stern and Howard crazy. Stern
7: wouldn't shake anyone's hand. Think about that. He just yeah, but, wouldn't. Yeah, that's He right. should, that's he true. should that's though. Right. And I think and he shouldn't. should You think Tom Brady should be obligated to shake everybody's hand? I know it's a nice thing, obviously. It's a but but he is no, Tom Brady.
6: Sure. Yeah, but Definitely everybody wants to shake his
7: hand. It's it's Definitely even a safety not issue.
11: I I get that it's not obligatory, but I'm saying
1: I would – if we were in their shoes, we would want to do the same thing. I'm saying
6: he definitely shouldn't feel like he should have to do it or do it. But if I was in their shoes, I would do it 100%. I would do it too. It's like, you know what? Uh, Look at some of these artists that perform – what is it? Elton John's working with all these young artists, right? Like Elton John's like back because he's working with like Dua Lipa and Ed Sheeran and all this. You don't think there's a part of them that's like, I'm working with Elton John? Like, you know – Ever, they're oh, in the really? same league. These guys are on the same field with Tom Brady. They could shake his hand. If they're trying to tackle him, trying to intercept his passes, or they're blocking for him, you don't, you're saying they I'm should be like, I'm not saying, oh, saying
7: that was... Tom Brady should be above anybody. That's not my point, right? But the analogy is this. He's the hot chick at the club. It's got to be
6: exhausting when everybody wants to talk to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's also pretty cool to be the hot chick at the club. We've we got a break. We'll be back. More Camino Rich on Fox Football Sunday, Funday next
1: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
4: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
5: Every
3: episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films, and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Yeah, Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio, Sunday Funday, NFL uh nba is underway world series is tuesday it's a really good time to be a sports fan i will tell you that and by the way i'm also going to tell you about discover they match all your cash back that you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year it's amazing because discover is accepted at 99 of places in the u.s that take credit cards learn more at discover.com slash yes 2021 Nielsen report limitations apply
7: so yeah rich basketball's back Football week seven. Another fun week in the books. Almost in the books. 49ers are playing as we speak. They're up 12-7. The World Series. And let's not forget, the Bachelorette's on, man. Bachelorette Tuesday night. I'm a little torn. Do I watch the
6: Bachelorette or the World Series? I mean, the decisions you need to make. I don't know. know. Want to take a couple quick phone calls? And I know you want to wrap up your thoughts on Tom Brady, TB12.
7: For sure. And and we got to talk about his uh, 600th tutty.
6: Uh, Mike, you're on in South Carolina. What's up, Mike?
4: Hey, how you doing, guys? I enjoy listening to your show while I'm working these night shifts here. Thanks, Thanks, brother. brother. Yeah, so there's two rules that I think should be fine-tuned. One of them is a big one. It's the holding call. They can call it on every single play, and they probably call it on 90% of kickoffs and punt returns, and it just slows the game down. There should be – Some type of way to lessen that call. The refs call it all the time. And the second one is, why don't we just make it like college and have one foot inbounds, and then the replays would be really cut down. You got, oh, there he goes, one. Yep. We wouldn't have to worry about a blade of grass moving on the second foot or the hand or something like that. So I'll I'll hang up, and I'll, I'll listen to you guys on the radio.
7: Well, that's what makes NFL receivers elite. They got to get both little toes in there.
6: Yeah, no, they, they there's a the lot. Of, there's in. a lot of different little rule changes that you could make the argument that why are college and the why are college and NFL so different? Uh, Trucker Justin driving through Minnesota. What's up, what buddy? What up, Justin?
5: Gentlemen. What's, what's up, buddy? buddy? Hey, the, uh, I think the, the the dumbest rule change that's happened as of late is that a cannot stand when they're taking away my football, man. Football is an aggressive, violent sport. Let the men aim. That's like telling an MMA fighter after he just knocks somebody
6: out that he can't leap up on the cage and hump the cage at will. It's just... Chuck Justin, your Justin, your phone cut out for a second, but I think you were talking about taunting and stuff. And that is just... I find that to be ridiculous because you could essentially... Put all your force and drive another man into the ground. Like, oh, with all your aggression. And then if you shrug him with your shoulder and be like, yo, chump, or whatever. Like, if you say anything the ref doesn't like, 15-yard penalty. The whole And, by the way, that's been a conversation on a lot of the broadcasts where it's like, the the NFL is really coming down on taunting. Like, that's the weakest. It's
7: really lame when you got dudes out there really trying to hurt each other. Not end their careers, but hurt each other and play hard. But when it, it comes to a little smack talk... You know, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You throw the flag. That is really lame. That's super lame. I appreciate that. And the reason we're talking about that is because Pat Mahomes' mom made a comment a few days ago about how they should change the interception stats and the rules and what's an interception and what's not. If it's if it's tipped off the receiver's hands and is picked, is that really? her son's fault. And we didn't even touch on the whole fact that imagine if your mom chimed in on your job, like imagine, like, <laughs> like imagine if your mom chimed in to your boss or to your, to whoever writes your check and, and she started throwing her rules out to them. Here's what I think you should do about Stephen's radio I think my show. Stephen should have three day weekends.
6: They oh, have moms. My, my mom was the, uh, the loud mom at the Little League games that would uh, occasionally have a little altercation because some other mom would yell at her, like, Pipe down! I think my Steven should be promoted as much as Dan Patrick! <laughs>
7: <laughs> that's what your mom would say. Oh, absolutely. She would be like, Ben Mallard gets so much love. What about my Steven? <laughs> and, and that's where I feel like Pat Mahomes, yeah. you know, although his his mom was fighting his fight. He should have been like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, Mom, you know, we got, you know, the NFL is making, they're the ones making the rules here, Mom. You know, I appreciate your support and everything, but, uh, you know, it's my job and everything, you know. Yeah.
6: Uh, mom, you, know, maybe, maybe, you don't want your, uh, you
7: maybe, your wonder, mom getting
5: involved.
6: Maybe you want to worry about your other son dancing too much or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Seriously. Like,
7: so we were talking about that earlier. If you just yeah. joined us, I appreciate the phone calls. If you missed anything. You know, catch the show on the iHeartRadio Radio wow. app.
6: You know, Kavino. Uh, I mean, I know we're all over the place, but that's the fun of Kavino and Rich's Add Radio on Fox Sports. Is that the when new name? When it comes to the when it comes to the rules that are lame, before you get to your final Brady thought, the the rules that are so lame. A couple I just wrote down that a lot of people hit us up with on the text message, on the Twitter, and everything. Roughing the passer when the guy's Dude. already or when the guy's Dude, are already today was a in motion. One.
7: There was a terrible one. Um, One of our buddies, remember Field Yates, I saw him tweet about it too. He was like, Malik Collins was called for roughing the passer on this play to Kyler Murray. Two refs immediately threw the flags. Like, we see calls like this way too often. What exactly is an NFL player supposed to do on a play like this? Again, you got a a 400-guy guy... 400-pound guy coming full force, right? And then Kyler Murray sort of dips out. Like, he dipped into that hit. He got crushed, but there was nothing that guy could do when he's, he's going full force, full momentum towards Kyler Murray. So I don't think he could throw a flag on something like that. But, again, I don't want it to turn into some old guy conversation. You know, so. Way,
6: someone, someone just, uh, Tim hit us up on Twitter, and he put my headshot next to Jimmy Garoppolo's, and he's like, that's why Rich loves him, because he thinks he looks like him. Thanks. No. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Oh, wait
11: a minute. Uh, rule. I, yeah. I was bringing this up a while ago. The yeah. one rule that I wish they'd need to bring back is that pass interference check. I think that the coaches should be able to throw that flag for a pass interference review.
6: One time, and yeah, I, one time a game, you got to save it the right way. It's like it's like challenge. I agree. I think they're, uh, yeah. it's, it's such a slippery slope, but I think what they realized was they weren't ever really overturning it. But sometimes it's so obvious. What about what do you think about how college pass interference is 15 yards even if it's like a 60-yard pass downfield?
7: Yeah, I think there's definitely some things that they could take away from from college football.
6: What about uniform infractions? No, Guys get I don't, get don't fined? like that
11: 15-yard thing.
7: You don't like that one? No, because if you there's some
6: that they could take.
11: If you're throwing it downfield and somebody's right there and let's just say like Aaron Rodgers throws it, he's at the 20 on, you know, that side, throws it all the way to the 30. If I see that he's going to catch it, all I'm going to do is just pass interference so the guy won't get all these yards. That's just me. I'm just going to take that penalty 15 yep. or, you know, 40 yards, whatever. I'm taking this 15 yards.
6: Yeah, if you see something, Kavino, if some guy's about to burn you 50 yards down the field in college, just trip him or grab his jersey or something. Throw my penalty. shoe at him. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Hey, so, you ain't making this. Yeah, and no, that's I like a good you, point. boxing scoring, there should be maybe one or two of the one and maybe an additional judge watching on television like everyone else because they're yeah. seeing what we're seeing.
7: We at home have the best view, and we'll talk more fighting yeah. later on. I, I have uh, something I want to talk to you about about half. Thor. Do you know who Half Thor Bjornson is? I do he, actually. Yeah, him and Tiafimo Lopez were going viral this week, so we're going to talk about that. But to wrap up the other stuff with Tom Brady, guys, right? Yeah. We are talking about Tom Brady. What's the deal with Tom Brady? You know, he's so likable. He's so, he's so, well, he's hateable, if you're not a fan. I get that. He's polarizing. You either love him or you hate him. Yeah. But I heard, you know, George and Dan talking about how, why is he obligated to shake everybody's hand? It's like all these players who are new in the league, they want to come up and shake his hand. And I sort of was vibing that. Like, yeah, you got to be a certain level of, of, of player to go up there and, and shoot it with Tom Brady at the end of the game. And, I, and, I, and the analogy I want to end on is this. You know, he's the hot girl at the club. And what does every hot girl at the club have when they're trying to leave or when they're trying to just enjoy their time? They always have one girl who's protecting the hot girl. Ooh. So when the game's over, you know, Tom Brady shouldn't feel obligated to, to high-five and shake the hand of everybody that just wants a photo off. He should have one of his linemen there being like, all right. <laughs> one of his big boys up there being like, all right, Tom, let's go, let's go. Just like the hot chick at the club would have.
6: That's a great analogy. They
7: have a line of defense, and you need to penetrate that line of defense. You need to be worthy of penetrating that line of defense.
6: The good-looking and, girl always does have the annoying friend that's like, yeah, we, we got to go, Stacey. Like, yeah. Like, Stacy like, doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah, and it, it, ma- it doesn't
7: make Stacy look bad. It just, you know, and one of the linemen should be doing the same for Tom.
6: Yeah, there's it, a hey, lot Tom, on Tom. Tom we got We got We got to get going, Tom. Everyone, see you later. Tom's got to go. <laughs> Leave
7: him alone. He doesn't have time to shake everybody's hand just because like you want to, you know, acknowledge the greatness. He gets it. Now, on the flip side, because of his kindness, he got his touchdown ball back, and that's what I want to talk about next, guys. Well. His 600th touchdown ball. He got it back, and I think it was a really bad move on the fan. Hey, we'll talk
12: about
6: it. Steve Desager. before you give us the update, Mm -hmm. I ask you, would you have given the ball back?
12: Uh, I would have negotiated, but absolutely would have given it back.
6: Yeah, but you would have have wanted a little something, right?
12: Yeah, like make him sign another ball and then give me that and I'll give him the record. I was
6: thinking more like cash money. (laughs) No, no, something that can be done
12: that day that would be easy, quick and valuable to me. And then they yeah. would get what they want. Everybody's happy, and it's, it's like over a, today.
6: It's like that bozo, Kavino. Do you remember the kid that gave like Jeter his home run, three thousandth hit back? Oh, his! It was a,
7: a home run with an exclamation point.
6: Yeah, because yeah. it was not only a home run, it was his 3,000th 3, 3, hit. It was that and the big kid's guy. like, well, I'm a big Jeter fan. Here you go, sir. And then Jeter gave him like a bat. I would have been like, yo, asking price, 250 k Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. Come on.
12: A true fan. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah.
6: They, they make millions, bro. People are just trying to make a living. <laughs>
12: Meanwhile, in the <laughs> downpour that is the yes. 49er home game tonight, they did say, by the way, on the telecast that they're going to rotate in eight new footballs for the second half. It's it's bad. It's really coming down. San Francisco yeah. leads 12-7 over the Colts. About four and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. Elijah Mitchell, 13 carries, 96 yards rushing, and a touchdown. A loss tonight for Indy would put them at two and five on the season, with their only wins against Miami and Houston. Ooh. Miami has lost six in a row, and they lost at home to Atlanta. 30-28 on a field goal as time expired. Meanwhile, Houston lost its sixth in a row, 31-5 at Arizona, which is 7-0 and this Thursday night. Arizona hosts Green Bay on Fox Money TV. Game, huh?
6: That's the, finally, we're going to get a Thursday night game that is probably the the best Thursday night game all year, I'd imagine, right? I can't think of a better matchup. Green Bay?
12: Yeah, it's the Monday nights that aren't always yeah. guaranteed to be great match. Exactly. Well, next weekend, the game is Giants at Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs are now 3-4. and four. They lost 27-3 at Tennessee, and the Giants, even with the win, are 2-5 now. Giants led their game today 5-3 to late in the third quarter, 25-3 the final over Carolina, which has lost four in a row. The Rams are 6-1. They beat Detroit 28-19. Matthew Stafford against the Lions, 334 yards passing, three touchdowns, Lions 0-7. and Tampa Bay wins again six and one record 38-3 the final over Chicago and Las Vegas five and two now beat Philadelphia nice. 33-22 next Sunday Philadelphia's at Detroit Cincinnati a winner at Baltimore 41-17 Bengals and Ravens each five and two Jamar Chase of the Bengals eight receptions 201 yards and a touchdown New England 54-13 over the Jets who are now one and five and rookie quarterback Zach Wilson left with a knee injury MRI tomorrow Oklahoma is down to number four Four in the new college football polls, Georgia and Cincinnati are 1 2, with Alabama up to number 3. This Saturday on Fox TV, number 6 Michigan at number 8 Michigan State, noon Eastern Time. Kyle Larson took the NASCAR race at Kansas, his third victory in a row. In the NBA, Celtics were 0 2, but got a win at Houston tonight, 107 97. Jason Tatum, 31 points. Charlotte's 3 0 after winning at Brooklyn, 111 95, despite 38 points from Kevin Durant. And among the games in progress, Magic of Come back to lead at New York. That's now a final. In fact, 110-104 just ended. Cole Anthony with 29 points, 16 rebounds, 8 assists. Back to you.
7: Nice. Right.
6: Nice. By the way, you're watching uh,
7: Jimmy Garoppolo here in this rainy game. Rich, you don't look like Jimmy G. Like I maybe know. a little. You look more like Blake yeah. Bortles. More of a Blake, Blake, Blake Bortles. Bortles. Blake yeah.
6: Bortles is bald.
7: No, you're more of a Blake Bortles guy. Yeah. Up
6: there? I, I have a full head of hair. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, as Steve DeSager talked about the Vegas Raiders, and I'm starting to get used to saying the Vegas Raiders. I'm more used to saying the Vegas Raiders than I am saying the Los Angeles Chargers. I still, oh, I still want to say San Diego every time. By the way, this game is so rainy. The, the ball is just popping out of everyone's hands.
7: My, uh, my slip bump always is I want to say Devil Rays. I do. My instinct is always to say the Devil Rays and not the Rays. I always go there. Uh, well, like a, anyway, an it's old, Fox an Football old. Sunday. Yeah, no, I still go there. My mind still says Devil Race. It's Kavino and say, Rich. Uh,
6: Houston Oilers.
7: Uh, 877-99 on Fox. 877 on Fox. FoxSportsRadio.com. So we talked about Tom Brady, right? He's yeah, the greatest. He's the GOAT. What's the deal? How does he do it? His hair looks fantastic. Everything's going on and going right for this guy. So he throws a touchdown pass. To Mike Evans. And these two, they're on fire together, right? I feel like they're clicking, which is great. Yeah. They're clicking. And Evans immediately, without thinking, gives the ball to a fan. A fan in the stands. That fan being Byron Kennedy, a 29-year-old dude from Florida. Now, Evans wasn't thinking because that just so happened to be Tom Brady's 600th touchdown pass. The first to ever do so in the NFL. So that's a pretty you know, great achievement and, and a one-of-a-kind sort of item to have. So they go up to him immediately, and Byron Kennedy sort of hands it off, hands it over, and I get it. Tom Brady's earned that right. You know, give him the respect. It's his ball. But how about a little negotiation? How about How about you call Steiner Sports and see what they're offering? Because tell I'll tell you what, Rich, I looked it up. And they're saying, at a minimum, at a minimum, this ball would have went for five hundred thousand oh dollars. Maximum, anywhere from five hundred thousand dollars to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. However, if you asked Rick from Pawn Stars, he'd give you five bucks. So <laughs> he could have got as high as seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars—a ha- really nice house. He could have got a house for this. I... So he gives the ball back, and Ooh. you know what they give him—a signed jersey. Which is not even a game-used jersey, from my understanding, a signed jersey, which is what valued at three thousand bucks, three thousand beans. So this guy is uh, at least at the minimum four hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars shy of what he could have been had he pulled. Yeah, it's the greedy move. I get I it. Yes, care. it's the selfish move. I
6: don't but care. But Evans gave him that ball. I don't care, dude. I don't care. I feel at like all. he blew it. I feel like he like, dropped the ball. Like I said moments ago. I feel ago. like the
7: saying comes from this.
6: Hold on, I, I gotta I gotta look up some net worths. I feel like
7: fifty years from now, when people yeah. say, "Oh, he dropped the ball," it's gonna come back to this moment where Byron Kennedy dropped the ball and gave it right back to Evans for Tom Brady's collection.
6: They're saying Tom Brady's net worth is one hundred and eighty million dollars.
7: Tom Brady, honestly, if he wants to continue getting this praise, I feel like he has to make this right. I Derek really, Derek
6: Derek Jeter is worth two hundred million dollars. I brought that story up before when that bozo kid in the crowd gave Jeter his 3,000th home run hit back. The same way this kid could have said, no, the football's mine. It was thrown in the crowd. Beat it, Mike Evans. Beat it, Godwin did and the Tom nice Brady. Thing.
7: Uh, he really yeah, did. But what I, do you mean I nice can't... thing? Yo, I have a question. If I told because you Because we Cavino... already established that Tom Brady is shaking the hands of no. everybody. No, He's no, dude, a good said, dude. He got some good karma.
6: If I said, Kavino, I want you to do the nice thing. But it's going to cost you half a million dollars. You're not doing the nice yeah. thing. Stop with the stop with the moral it, compass. Since when really do you is. have a
7: moral compass? It's I don't. It's foolish. It is foolish. I'm just saying. I understand. It's a dumb where sports the, fan. It's a dumb sports fan that thinks it's,
6: there's no value in. Oh, Tom Brady gave me a signed jersey. Yeah, I could buy that on. Amazon for he $300. He should
7: negotiated, uh, you know, like Steve Desager said, like, no, it's got to be game-worn. Like, he had to no. be thinking on his feet, and I don't think Nothing. he wants. I really think that this story should gain some legs and that Tom Brady should give him a little, little something extra to make this right because this dude is down 400 a minimum of $497,000. How does he go home and face his friends and family knowing that that he, he basically won the lottery today and gave his winning ticket. He
6: gave his golden ticket back to he? other millionaires. Yeah, he makes, felt the. you know why? Because he felt the peer pressure from Tom Brady's charm and the fact that he's a fan. How dumb. If Jimmy Garoppolo – all right, if I'm, at, if I'm at a 49ers game, I'm trying to think of like, – let's think of another
7: one. I feel like you're so enamored by Garoppolo, you would do anything you said.
6: No. If I, if I, feel I got like
7: – If he told you to kill the queen, you would probably do that.
6: If if I got, I must kill the queen, I must, I must kill. kill the queen. I would never in a million years. You'd be like Reggie Jackson. And I would make never in a million billion years give back football, baseball, basketball. You name it. If I
7: and by the way, hold on, Rich. hold on. Put this so accurate story. How many people were at that game? Fifty thousand.
6: Yeah, probably around there.
7: Okay. Have you ever caught a foul ball at a game, or ever gotten a football at a game, or anything like that? I've I never have. So like the gods shined on this dude today. Probably never got a football or a foul ball or anything. And Byron Kennedy gets this football, and it's not just any football, it's Tom Brady's six hundred, and he hands it right back. It's commendable, but it's also foolish at the same time. And we'll get your phone calls and thoughts on it next.
6: You know what know what know what the problem is? It's the kid wasn't thinking, and he let dumb emotions and being a stupid sports fan get in the way of
7: Hey, dude, if he was 16, I'd, I'd, I'd let you slide on the kid. He's 29.
6: Dude, if this guy – if he lives in Florida. To make $100,000 in Florida is probably a really great job, right? To probably in Florida to make six figures. He could have this bought guy, a yacht. He could have bought a little guy, yacht with that. This guy turned down five years of a salary because he wanted to be nice to Tom Brady. Be to Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, listen, we'll, we'll take your phone calls and feedback next. Do you think this kid's a moron for giving the ball back? 877-99 on Fox. More Kavina on Rich next.
8: Juan Gabriel. Juan Gui. Selena. Selena.
2: Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G.
9: La Bichota.
2: Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons.
1: Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon.
2: Aw, Joseph!
1: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
3: podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time
10: It's Fox Football
7: Sunday, Cavino and Rich. Got a rainy game going on, 49ers and the Colts. We'll keep you posted on that. But uh, Rich, I'm just thinking about the whole Tom Brady ball thing. Cuz let's put this in perspective, okay? Yeah. And by all means guys chime in. Danny G, Bobo, Steve DeSager, feel free to chime in too. 877-996-6369. That's our number. 877-99 on Fox. How many times you feel like life's tough and you're just like you're there making a wish of fortune and glory like you're waiting for your break like, you know, please yeah. just just yeah, just show me a sign or give me something or when's that break going to happen? You know, we all feel that way at one point in our life like we're waiting for the opportunity like something good has got to come like where's the sign this kid Byron Kennedy gets six hundredth foot. His 600th touchdown football, that was, his, that was his sign. That was his moment. That was no. the wish he's been wishing upon for all this time. He had it in his hands. $750,000 worth of, of memorabilia that he could have sold to <laughs> Steiner Sports. The guy's an idiot. The guy's a dope. And he, he gave know, it back I, for a $3,000 jersey. I you could say he did the no. honorable thing, but he did the financially stupid thing.
6: Well, yeah, I say F honor, and I'll tell you why. Because if that kid grows up and has a family of his own, and he's trying to make his way, buy a house, buy a condo, do whatever, he just decided to be kind to a guy that's worth $200 million? And by the way, what would your wife or her, like, let's say a lot of people aren't doing
7: well, right? Let's say you got some bills, trying to pay off your college loans, your mortgage is adding up, you've been out of work. You know, you're really praying for something great to come your way. The universe, the football gods hand you this prize, but and no. you gave it back. The whole thing just tried. The more I think about it, I, try, I understand it's honorable, but it's driving me crazy. Oh, I can't imagine his family
6: members being like, dude, what are you doing? If you would have been selfish in that moment, and maybe people booed at you, it doesn't matter because after that moment, you now have... A half a million dollars or more. I was watching a rerun of, uh, I don't know why they were showing this. It was on Hulu or maybe my smart TV or something. I was watching one of those old episodes of, do you remember Deal or No Deal with Howie Mandel? Yeah. I'm watching that show, and I'm thinking, like, the people that win big money on game shows, that show or remember Millionaire back in the day, if you walked away with a couple hundred thousand dollars, my goodness, that could be the down payment on your dream home. This guy said, "No, I'm an honorable guy, Tom Brady. Uh, I can't understand it. Tom in Iowa, he may have an explanation. You're on Kavino and Rich. What's up, Thomas? Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? I tell you what, it, this, this it bothers me because I feel like this kid was like honorable in a dumb way.
4: No, I'm saying I put it on the parents. They got to be the morons. If my boy got that." You know what? Put the football in the shirt and get out of the stadium. How old, how it, how old was the, how old was I the up, boy?
7: I grew up with finders keepers. Remember that rule?
11: Man, finders oh, keepers. man. I didn't hear about this till the radio. Like,
4: how, like, how old was the boy?
7: 29. He was a 29-year-old boy. He was a, he, yeah, he was boy. He wasn't a little boy. kid like a, that threw it back yeah. into the stands. 29-year-old guy who just gave it right back and... Man, it just it, it hurts my heart because, it, it, you know, here's how it, it, where it could work out. Tom Brady doesn't need any more positive press. He really doesn't. But it would be a good PR story if he was able to, you know, make this right, knowing that this guy gave up half a million dollars to give Tom Brady his ball back.
6: Yeah, but you know what? And I say this kindly because you and I are both big sports fans. We're on Fox Sports, for goodness sake. But um, – it's idiotic fan behavior that thinks like, "Oh, the signed jersey is compensation." Like, get the hell not out of Not even close,
7: here. and not even game worn.
6: What we're gonna do is, uh, we're gonna give you a Derek Jeter signed bat. That'll uh, that that'll be good, right? Dummy in left field. Hey, we're gonna give you a Tom Brady signed jersey. That'll be uh, that'll be good, you fool in the I heard end zone.
7: Tony Romo say something along the lines of uh, a date with Giselle <laughs> to make it right. Yeah, like. <laughs> He's owed something more, and if Brady's going to be the Brady that we know and love, and he's the greatest guy, and he says all the greatest things, and he's such a winner, I think there's going to be more to the story, something up his sleeve where he makes it right. You know, Tom Brady's very well aware of the social media trends and what people are saying, and I think it'll, it'll get back to him that even we're discussing this, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm
6: watching it. I'm watching it now, you know they're, they're showing it during the halftime show at Sunday Night Football right now, right? Oh, Tom Brady is that's the kid. They're showing the kid with the yeah. like cancer or something. Yeah like no, no no, but they they, they they covered up the the real story with the really the real- life story about the the cancer survivor kid, the Tom Brady. See Tom Brady's such a good guy. Yeah, that was Damn awesome. It. Yeah yeah, but before that they showed it, and it's some, it's some doofus with a straw hat that was like, "Oh thanks, Here's the ball back. like, oh, you know what? Maybe he doesn't deserve the money. Oh, you know how sometimes man. you know some, sometimes like some Moron wins a powerball and you're like, "Oh, they shouldn't even have that money." You know what? I thought about it. This he guy doesn't the deserve that ticket.
7: money. He had the winning ticket. All right, so guys, we're still going to talk football, right? We're going to get your feedback, but I do want to talk some fights. You ever just not like somebody just because? Is just because enough? We'll figure it out. Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio.
10: Juan
8: Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena.
9: Selena.
8: Celia
2: Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G.
9: La Bichota.
2: Consider us your star sleuths, your My besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons.
1: Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon.
2: Aw, Joseph!
1: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Toro Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time to the legend behind La
5: Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall.
3: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Welcome back. Steve Covino from Union, New Jersey, out here on the west side. Yeah. Rich Davis from Franklin Square, live from Los Angeles, the mean streets of L.A., live from the Barrios. (laughs) We bring you Fox Football Sunday. With CNR, everything's at Covino and Rich, at Covino and Rich. The number's 877-99 on Fox. We want to get you involved. It's an action-packed week, guys. Week 7 Almost in the books. There's a rainy game yeah. going on now, but you got the World Series this week. I mentioned *Bachelorette*; that's heating Ooh. up. Um, of course, Saints in Seattle. You got good football tomorrow, so lots to look forward to. Of course, basketball is also underway, but there's also great fighting. Rich
6: fighting. Well, and by I the want way, talk just about to,
7: that after we talk to some people.
6: To reiterate, uh, how sloppy, extra sloppy this game is. It's the first game where. Both quarterbacks combined have completed less than half their passes. That's how the rain, heavy rain, 58 degrees. They got winds. Like it's it's just sort of a gross night in the Bay Area. So I'm glad I'm not there. I'm glad I'm sitting watching with you guys. So uh, Sunday Night Football, the only thing that separates the two teams, a missed extra point by San Francisco. So it should be 13-13, but the Colts go into the second half now. They're going to get the ball up by one. Uh, What were your big takeaways? We talked about the lame rules in sports that we would change. Patrick Mahomes' mom uh, getting involved. And, Camino, I know you have uh, a bunch of other things you still want to get to.
7: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about fighting because, you know, we still have more football to discuss, no doubt. But I'm a big fight fan, right? And there's a few fun stories that I don't know if you guys have seen on social media. But if you remember the mountain on Game of Thrones, we talked about him recently because he's entered the world of boxing now. He's joining the spectacle, which is boxing, and he's crazy prize fights. The Mountain, the guy who crushed skulls on Game of Thrones. His name is Half-Thor Bjornson. He's a full Thor, if you ask me. Goes by Thor Bjornson. The dude weighs like 400 pounds. He's at the gym training with lightweight champ, one of my favorites, the takeover, Teofimo Lopez. Great guy, great champion. I think he's the real deal. Out of anyone in that division, and all these young champs under 25, Tiafimo Lopez was brave enough to say, "All right, 450 pound mountain Thor Bjornson, give me your best punch. I weigh 140 pounds, soaking wet. I will take your best punch to the gut." And he takes it, and it's unbelievable. I can't. I don't understand how a punch from this <laughs> mammoth doesn't ruin the insides, like the internal organs of Teofimo Lopez. Like, how is his digestive system ever the same after taking a punch when you're that thin and you're that small in comparison to this guy?
11: I saw this. I saw this punch, man. So I I watched Lopez hit him, and it was like Mountain just kind of like yelled, like, ah, like, yeah, that hurt. But then when Mountain hit him, one, you got to think about the size difference of this dude. Seriously? It's literally like a two and a half foot height advantage. So I don't think he could really get his whole strength behind this punch. But even with the punch, it still elevated him. And knocked him backwards. It was and, like, and, oh, come on, dude! Like, there's no way there? like you're the, still standing. he had
7: to have like ruptured a spleen or like Something, punctured man. his
11: bladder. Like, there's got to
7: be long term effects I, to that punch. I'm not, I not even kidding it, you, Rich.
6: I watched it, and I was I was thinking to myself, how? I mean, yo, yes, he's got huevos. He's the man. Tiofimo Lopez. I love fact, that guy. Not to name drop uh, Bobo, but Kavino and I hung with him in Vegas. Like he's, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of pals with Tiofimo. We've had him on our radio show. We've had him on different shows we've done. And yeah. we've,
7: seen his, we've seen his come up and we've seen his determination and, and how confident he was to be this champion.
6: So, so Not
11: to name drop, but name drop.
6: Yeah, but, yeah. but name drop. I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, Tiofimo's a good dude. He really is. But I only bring up the fact that we know him because I'm a six-foot, 190-pound guy. And I felt way bigger than him. Right. So, like, I can't imagine the mountain hitting me. And, I mean, yeah, I'm not in shape by any means compared to a, a professional fighter. But when you're 140-pound Tiafimo Lopez, I, you're right, Cavino. I'm not even joking. You and Bobo nailed it. I don't know how his internal organs didn't take <laughs> some type of, like, <laughs>
7: punishment. Like. He, he he takes it. He, like, takes a breath. And he's like, oh, yeah. Ooh. You know, and, and he takes it like a champ because he is a champ. But man, he had to be hurting the next day. And he did it for fun. He did it for the gram. In the he did gym. It for social media, yeah. for the likes, just for the challenge. And, you know, it dawned on me for years, we always asked people, would you take a punch from Mike Tyson for a million dollars? I don't think I would ever do anything uh, with this guy. Hey, let me ask the ma- you,
6: know, you Kevito, would you take a punch from the mountain if I gave you the Tom Brady ball?
7: No, Rich, because I honestly think he would hurt me like forever. Like I think that whatever he would do would do permanent damage to my body. Seriously. I'm dead serious about that. So I think the I think the conversation is no longer Mike Tyson, even though he's rumored to be fighting Jake Paul in the future. I don't know if there's any truth to that yet. Jake
6: or Logan? Does he decide what Paul we want to see him mess up? I'd rather
7: see I'd rather see Jake, but Logan is uh, the rumor. Um The rumor was always or the the challenge was always Hypothetically, would you take a punch from Tyson for a million? And you'd think about it. None of us really would when push came to shove unless you were super desperate. But this guy, this guy's 400 pounds. There's no way I would ever allow this to happen. So I tip my hat, my Yankees hat, to Teofimo Lopez. Look it up on social media if you haven't seen it. And that brings me to the next story. I'm going to pose a question here. So there's a there's a slew of young, lightweight champions and welterweight champions out there. A lot of these young cats that are really making a big name for themselves.
6: Oh, and by the I'm way, talking... while you while you get into boxing, the 49ers yeah. just blew an opportunity because Indianapolis went for it on fourth and one midfield. They got yeah. it, but then Jonathan Taylor fumbled and they recovered. So, again, the ball is so – such a factor in the game tonight, ball control and turnovers because if you, if you watch that play, like – just any little punch at the ball, Covino's jostling it loose because of how wet and gross the conditions are. All right.
7: I know you Back want to you. say Jonathan Taylor Thomas every time you say every, his name.
6: Every time I say Jonathan every Taylor, time.
7: I want to throw a Thomas in there. Every time. <laughs> anyway, for those of you that say boxing's dead and what about UFC, I like them both, guys. I love a great fight. You know, I'm all about it. But there's so many young superstars that you need to look out for. Tiafimo Lopez is the guy. Then, of course, you got Gervonta Davis and Ryan Garcia and the list goes on and on of these superstars, the Lomachenkos of the world that are still around. And, you know, the mission is to get all these guys to fight each other. Devin Haney, who's trying to call out Teofimo Lopez. I'm talking big names, big fights. Might not be household names to you, but I promise these are ones you want to get together for if they happen. Yeah. Now, there was one of these guys fighting last night, but he's a little lighter. I'm talking about Shakur Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson was fighting Jamel Herring, and Jamel Herring is a military guy, a proud Marine, a family man. He has kids with disabilities, and, you know, he's just uh, like an, a nice guy, and he was the champion, and, and Shakur and Stevenson he's a, he's wants a real, his belt.
6: He's a real easy guy to root for.
7: Right, right. And what was Shakur Stevenson doing you know, calling him corny. He doesn't deserve the bell. He's just a corny guy. I don't know, he's just kinda corny. He's lame. He's lame. He's just kinda corny. And I'm gonna show everybody how corny he is. And and what made him corny is that he's a nice, likable dude. And Shakur Stevenson is a smack talking flashy kind of guy who could back it up. I get it. But for whatever reason, there's lots of stories that, that take me back to not liking Shakur Stevenson. There just are. We've met him, we've interviewed him. It wasn't always the greatest rapport, so that's part of it. Then there was the story about how he was dating his pal's girlfriend, Joette Gonzalez. I'm sorry, his pal's sister. Yeah. And the Gonzalez family didn't want that happening, and it was beef between the families. This goes back. The point of my story is this. Shakur Stevenson ended up tko and totally dominating Jamal Herring yesterday. It wasn't
6: even close. I watched the fight solely because I saw that it was on, and I know you love the fighter, so I was like, oh, "I'll watch." Yeah. So I could talk to Kavino about it. And yeah, it was so, Saturday as much night, as I dislike
7: Shakur Stevenson, he backs it up, and he's now the WBO junior lightweight champion at 130. The Marine lost, but I went on to social media. It was like, "Yeah, he dominated the fight. Congratulations to Shakur Stevenson. He's one of those next guys on the list. He's legit, but I don't like him." And I got a slew of people. I'll call out my buddy Rodney Waits from Texas. A lot of people on social media hit me up like, what, 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 what don't you like about him? And I have my reasonings, but my reasonings are really as simple as I just don't. So my question to you and everybody listening right now on Fox Sports Radio is, do you really need a reason? Isn't there some vibe you just pick up sometimes? Like, hey, I just don't like his face. Isn't that good enough in the world of sports?
6: Are there are there athletes that you don't like for no good reason? I don't reason? like
7: his swag. I don't like his vibe. I don't like the things he says. I just don't like his look. I say that's fair in, in in sports. I'm not saying it's fair in life, right? No one wants to be judged unfairly. I get it. But when people are putting themselves out there as public figures and they talk a lot of smack and, and they do a lot of things publicly, I don't feel like I need much of a reason to dislike the guy. I just By don't the like way. him.
6: By the way, Haney and Stevenson last night. Two guys that fought. If you watched that fight last night, the uh, it, my my wife made the point to me. We were watching together after the kids went to sleep, and she's like, "No, these Stevenson. Guys are like...
7: Stevenson and Herring fought last night." What I say, Haney.
6: Oh, I'm sorry, he, Herring. I'm sorry. Uh, but Haney's another
7: one of those dudes yeah. that you gotta look out for.
6: But my, my my wife is like, these guys are like a woman, like a in shape woman's weight. She's like, these guys are in the one. One of the guys weighed like 128, and she's. Like, like, but Shakur Stevens
7: is the type of guy that will take it up another how, weight class and another weight class. But
6: how little are these guys? Like what guys do you yeah. know that are one to- weigh 120 something pounds? They're That's a little junior fella. lightweights. That's yeah, a little 130 fella. pounds. If the mountain so, hit him, he might die.
7: Right. So there's a brand new champion, and I went out on social media and I said, Congrats. I still don't like him. Is that a suffice answer or does it need an explanation? I think in the world of sports you can just say, Yeah, I don't like that guy. Why? I don't know. I just don't like his face. I don't like his vibe. I don't like his attitude. Okay. I feel like I'm also the recipient of that as a guy on the radio. So I feel as fair game. And if there's any other answers, like Rich, for years and years and years working with you, you would say you hate Paul O'Neill, former Yankee. Yeah. With no real reason
6: to hate oh. Paul O'Neill. Would you like, he didn't like his hairdo? You didn't like his Ronald McDonald haircut? I look at Paul O'Neill and I say to myself, I'm sure he's a great fella. But when he was playing for the Yankees and even before that in the Reds, something about his vibe, something about the way he played the game. I was like, yeah, it just seems like a, a hothead and like a like spoiled or something. I don't know. I was like, so for me, I was like, yeah, I hate Paul O'Neill. If I met him, I'd probably be like, Paul O'Neill, I bet you're a great dude. But for some reason, watching him play, I'm like, yeah, I hate Paul O'Neill. For but no think of reason. the
7: fun here. Like you also like people for whatever reason, right? So if I pull this alliance, and I and I hold this stance of Shakur Stevenson. I don't like him. It just makes every time he fights that much more fun for me, because I'm just waiting for some dude to humble him. Maybe the Iron Sheik. I don't know. But I'm <laughs> waiting for some dude to come up and knock him out, whether it be one of these other dudes I spoke of. A Haney, a Tiafimo, a Ryan Garcia. Any of these guys. I can't wait till this dude gets his ass whooped. So you that know, adds to the fun.
6: The, uh, when... when- you know, and, and the reality is no one's ever beat him. But so many people felt that way about Mayweather. Like, oh, I can't wait for someone to knock him on his ass. But yeah. no one ever did. So, hey, you know, Mayweather gets the last laugh. But he was one of those guys that for no good reason, there's probably a lot of people like, I, I hate Mayweather. Uh, I
7: have and, one. And we uh, we were swinging from Tom Brady earlier. I'm sure there's a lot of people that for no good reason, only simply because he's great, hate on Tom Brady. Yeah. So, yeah, Shakur Stevenson, He's he's a great fighter. I just don't like him. Congratulations to him. And just a few fights to look out for. We got Canelo and Caleb Plant, November 6th. Look out for that. And Tiafimo, speaking of, he fights George Cambosis. Remember that fight that was canceled? He fights on November 27th. So some big fights coming up to sort of see where all this falls into place. But the question here, it's beyond boxing. I'm sure there's a lot of athletes out there that you just don't, honest to God, it sounds real shallow and superficial but you just don't like their face. I don't, li- I don't like his face. There's
6: probably people that don't like Baker Mayfield's
7: face. I, and by the way, that's the thin line of love and hate. I didn't like his vibe at all. Baker Mayfield was one of those dudes. And you know what happens a lot of those times? For you to dislike somebody that much, you have to have some sort of feelings there. I was that guy with Baker Mayfield. Fast forward, I learned to love the guy. I learned I- to root for the guy.
6: I was so, a I was a hate Lebron guy. Then I became a love Lebron guy.
7: Right. I was a hate Gary Vaynerchuk guy. Now I am a love Gary Vaynerchuk guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. so. Based on that, I hate. I I don't hate. I dislike Shakur Stevenson. I just don't like his vibe. There's a good chance somewhere down the line he's going to win me over, and I'm a big fan. So think about that. Is you know just not liking the guy because. Reason enough? Do you need a reason? And we'll talk more football, more action, more Cavino and Rich next.
8: Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena.
9: Selena.
2: Celia Cruz.
9: Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota.
2: Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons.
1: Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon.
2: Aw, Joseph!
1: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time
7: You getting nervous, man? 49ers not looking so good.
6: No, they just got a first down.
7: They're losing, just got out. a first down. They're losing, though. Rich is a 49ers guy. I'm Steve Cavino. It's Cavino and Rich on Fox Football Fun Day Sunday with Danny G and Bobo and Steve DeSager. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And to the future people hearing us on foxsportsradio.com.
12: Hey, future
7: guy. Ooh. <laughs> and anyone checking us out on the iHeartRadio app, The feedback continues at Covino and Rich on SiriusXM, at Covino and Rich. But thank you guys for hanging out with us. Shout out to Super Agent Sean Wyman and Scott Shapiro. We are having a blast doing this. Happy to be part of the Fox Sports Radio family. And uh, Rich, I have two questions for you.
6: Uh, No, I would not take a punch from the mountain. No, no, no. Uh, And I have been doing more uh, glute work since it is uh, National Tight Ends Day. (laughs) <laughs> so yes those are those two questions or no
7: and, and no, we wouldn't have given back the Tom Brady 600th touchdown ball like that said, buffoon by yeah. Kennedy.
6: sure uh let's go let's go into the the office buildings and you could cut me a check for five hundred thousand dollars and then we'll then I'll give you the ball.
7: then again, Rich did have an opportunity to oil up a bunch of Hawaiian tropic models and totally yep. passed on it.
6: Yeah, there's a there's a town right up that road.
7: <laughs> then again, you were the guy to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, so here's a question. You know, we're talking about we were talking about people you just dislike just because, right? There's probably no substance behind it, but you don't like the guy's face, you don't like his swag, you don't like his vibe. You've decided in your mind you don't like him. For me, that's Shakur Stevenson. Although I could respect his greatness, as he's the new. WBO Junior Lightweight Champion at 130 as of yesterday. Speaking of people you don't like.
6: Jimmy Garoppolo, because he just fumbled?
7: No, he's 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 got a golden smile. We like Jimmy. I'm talking about the Houston Astros. They take on the Braves this Tuesday, right? I'm hearing social media rumors, which mean nothing, that the Yankees are going to make a push for Correa and Trey Turner. I don't know if there's any truth to that whatsoever, but that'd be cool. But either way, the Astros taking on the Braves this Tuesday. My question to you.
6: Oh, I have a the, the, Is your question, when the pocket's collapsing, why don't you protect the football? You should ask Jimmy Garoppolo that.
7: Yeah, what's up, Jimmy G? It takes more than being handsome to play in the NFL.
6: When the pocket's collapsing, you just freaking hold the Guys ball like you with and one Jimmy hand. G
7: just rode the wave of being good looking. Eventually, it's not going to last.
6: Yeah. Which is, so, Rich. Go ahead. <laughs>
7: The Astros take on the Braves. Yeah. The Astros have played like they deserve to be there. They've got a squad. They've got squad goals. They've got two Batmen. There's not a Batman and a Robin, as the story went this week. They got two Batman, Altuve and Correa. They got a squad. If they win the series, is all erased and forgiven when it comes to the cheating scandal. And here's why I say this. Because when you really think about it, this cheating thing has gone on forever. They just did it a little better, right? That's that's what we were so mad when it all came out. Like, oh, this is ridiculous. But the truth is, stealing signs has always been a part of the game. They were just better at it. So if they win, do we view that legacy and those teams a little different now? Is it a big nanny-nanny poof-poof from them and how do you feel about that
6: No because people never ever forget like in Tommy Boy do you remember the uh, forget remember what the...
7: rich that everybody cheated that everybody did this maybe not to that extent but you know darn well that people steal sides
6: Well I know but you remember it's it's remember in uh, Tommy Boy the, the old woman's like and that's when the horror's come in like yeah and remember the guys like it was one time in Vietnam like it, listen the one time in Vietnam is the one time when they got caught, and now the world thinks they're cheaters. And yeah, Altuve and those guys went from like the lovable. Wow, the Astros never won. And if you if you really want to put yourself in the mindset of five plus years ago, this was a team that everyone rooted for and everyone loved. The Astros, because no,
7: Altuve was the everyman, and you don't think he sort of erased it a little bit by hitting twenty-one dingers in the playoffs now. The guy's a big-time player. Signs or no signs, you can't take that away from him. So, I'm not saying it erases it, but it does make me say, hmm. If, I think there's a lot of redemption involved under Dusty Baker and this new squad and these new cast of characters. If they're able to pull it out and beat the Braves, I do say it, it, it says a lot about their character and how great they really were. Because I don't think they needed to cheat to be as great as they were. I think I think we will change the narrative a little bit if they come out and dominate the Braves. So that's the, my first question. The the and
6: only, by the way, the only people that are going to root for the Houston Astros, I think, are people in Houston, Texas, that are Astros fans, and people that really like Dusty Baker. He is the he's the likability factor on a that young seventy two. Because when you really. Look at it, Cavino. This might be the, would you agree, possibly the most lopsided rooting interest in a major championship in any sport over the last handful of years? Maybe when the Cubs were in the World Series, everyone's like, oh, it would be really cool to see the Cubs win. But they played the Indians. So they were both teams that really were teams people wanted to see win, right?
7: Well, think about that, guys. Think about it. Smoke on it. Let me know what you think. Hit us up at Covino and Rich, at Steve Covino, at Rich Davis. Would they be somewhat forgiven touchdown if they goals. if they just dominate? And, again, you're right, Rich. Dusty Baker makes the team a hell of a lot more likable. All right, so my second question. As we're yeah. watching the game, you know, this very rainy game that's taking place right now, Rich's butt cheeks are clenched because it's a close one. It's a nail-biter. It's, Anything happen. It's a touchdown happen.
6: game. I wonder if they go for two here to make it a nine-point game. What are they
7: going to do? Um, I saw that they were talking about Deshaun Watson, no, and they said that the Dolphins and the Panthers are in trade talks on getting him. <laughs> What's your initial thought on that? Like, we know the skill levels there; we know what he's capable of on the field.
6: I mean, if if but healthy if, and playing, Deshaun Watson is a Definite top five quarterback in the NFL. Some would argue maybe top no, three. Or no something. one's
7: questioning that. But do you think the fans are ready for this guy? Yo, there were players. There. Were you talked that- about. Hold on, because we just talked about how people don't forget that the Astros cheated, right? <laughs> and they got they got so much hell for that.
6: There were players that left The uh, there were players that left that team and got grief on their new team by fans because it was like, yeah, you were part of that Astros team. And that's honestly, when you compare possible sexual assault and stuff like that to, to cheating in baseball, it's like night and day. Well, cheating in baseball so nothing. how do
7: you forget that? How could like, we, yeah. how could we potentially forget that the Astros, you know, cheated and whatever. And, and we're supposed to forget that story well, when he's a dolphin or a Panther. You know, it's kind of an odd story, and no one's going to question his abilities. That's not what we're, what we're here to do. Yeah. Just, I'm just I saying know, the man. court of public opinion, what they're going to think when he's in the NFL.
6: Well, I'm sure we'll figure out if and when charges are dropped, if they're still being pursued. I don't I don't know the updates on Deshaun Watson, but it's pretty remarkable that...
7: Well, if they're in cheat, trade talks, it must cheating, be looking good. You
6: know, cheating and uh, other things are not accepted, but... Yeah, it would be it would be weird if but you're a fan. But that's hypocrisy,
7: man. So we don't forgive we don't forgive Altuve and this squad, but we forgive Deshaun
6: Watson. Well, there's a lot of hypocrisy in sports based on crimes, right? You, you yeah, there definitely is. I mean, you know,
7: so, some uh, some name calling gets people in a tizzy, but this guy is negotiating as we speak with the Dolphins and the Panthers.
6: I mean, I'm not going to go down this. Rabbit hole of a of a terrible conversation, but you could argue it, it, hey, that
7: it's just it's just the story you can, as you could, it you as it being told on TV while we're speaking.
6: You could argue that none of none of the people that make serious offenses should have the honor and privilege to play in the National Football League, Major League Baseball, the NBA, anywhere. I think to play professional sports is a is a is a privilege, right? So you could say that because I know the argument. There's people that are thinking out loud right now. They're like, "Well, I mean, Gruden." Uh, you know, he did a lot of bad things in those emails, and I hate whataboutisms because whataboutisms are the worst form of conversation. Like, Because people do that with politics all the time, like, yeah, what about Trump? What about Biden? What about Clinton? What about the People do that crap all the time, and I hate it. But it is interesting that, like, I agree that John Gruden needed to be out, right? It's not good. He he's needs saying
7: th- now that the truth's going to come out. He's, he's sending out cryptic messages. I don't even know what that means.
6: But but what I will say is, I think we could all agree that Gruden needed to go, right? But
7: uh, yeah, I think he'd gone with, too far. Camino, there was you, no and I, back.
6: You, you and I agree that Gruden went too far. How can you then just and his his thing was taken down as Ring of Honor in Tampa, all that stuff, right?
7: And again, that's that's yeah. nanny nanny poof poof name calling. I mean, yeah, and severe and it, a severe sort of name-calling yeah. and, and scenarios that yeah. he's discussing. I'm not downplaying it. He,
6: he needed to be out. But if you're going to say sexual assault is not at the same level, that's bananas to me. So I think everyone should be in trouble if you ask me. Well, Everybody.
7: Again, developing story. They were just talking about it on the San Francisco game.
6: The hey, 49ers Bobo, you know what my, my, no, my stance is, Bobo? And I go by this in everything in life. Okay. Would you do it? No. And if you wouldn't do it, don't defend the moron that would. Whether it's Gruden with racist, terrible, crappy emails, or if it's some guy that's accused of doing something wrong to a woman. If you wouldn't do it, don't defend the moron. Right?
7: True. It's simple. And I'm sure we don't know all of the stories and no, things I like that. Yeah, but no, I, like you said, Rich, I wouldn't put myself in those scenarios. Yeah. Especially when you're that high profile. Yeah. So think about that developing as we speak here on Fox Football Funday. Not the funnest story.
6: But not ever. Hey, as Rocky Balboa said, life in all sunshine and rainbows. And while we go to uh, Steve DeSager for an update, I'm going to hope that Jimmy G could do something during this drive because they're down by 820 to 12, third quarter. Oh, yikes. Oh, a a wobbler. What is that? And somehow, Ayu catches it. It's probably a holding call anyway. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Go on. I'm sorry. Should we
12: all just step aside? (laughs) I think you may need a moment. We will get to the football in just a moment, but Fox's John Morosi and Ken Rosenthal are reporting the St. Louis Cardinals have their new manager that tomorrow they will introduce bench coach Oliver Marmol as their new skipper. The guy replacing Mike Schilt, who was fired earlier this month due to quote philosophical differences. The new skipper, 35 years old bench coach this past season and in the organization at St. Louis working his way up since being drafted there in 2007.
6: Hey, Steve. Yeah. Let me ask you, uh, I'm not going to ask anything controversial. Don't worry. Uh, I'm a Mets fan, obviously. And there's a little rumbling amongst fans saying, do you think because of the Astros and certain guys, Cora and these guys getting chances, do you think Carlos Beltran should get a chance to be the the Mets' next manager?
5: Uh,
12: I don't know about next manager. Yeah, most guys get chances. Notice that Cora went back to the same place. Yeah. So that's a little bit. It's not quite apples to apples. But, yeah, most people get second and third chances in this country, and we see it in sports, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. By the way, the World Series starts Tuesday night with all games on Fox TV. Atlanta at Houston. Kyle Larson, the NASCAR winner at Texas, at uh, Kansas. And uh, the golf event was in Japan. Hideki Matsuyama won it by five strokes. Now to the Sunday night NFL game in the downpour in the Bay Area. It's now Colts 20-12 over San Francisco. About two minutes to go in the third quarter. Each team with two fumbles. Jonathan Taylor, 16 carries, 102 yards and a touchdown for the Colts. Carson Wentz with a touchdown pass, a touchdown run as well. Meanwhile, for San Francisco, Elijah Mitchell, 17 carries, 103 yards and a score. Of course, the Niners had that 78-yard touchdown drive to open the game. They've only had roughly 100 yards of offense since then the rest of the night.
6: That's the story, dude. I'm telling you, watching this team all year, the the Seattle game, the, the game when they – every game the 49ers have lost this year, they're 2-3. and three. The three games they lost, none of them – did they come out flat like they they come out every game and and first drive second drive score and then second and third quarter they don't do anything
12: so it's the opposite of what tennessee season was until today basically no
6: doubt this team is they oh look at that now they stopped on third and 19 with a little yeah you know what you're right a little dump off pass on third and 19 will do the job jimmy g I'm, i'm sorry steve
12: Three losses in a row for the Niners and counting, apparently. They are uh-huh. coming off a bye week. The Monday night football matchup is New Orleans at Seattle. Rain and win expected for that. Tennessee was a winner 27-3 over Kansas City. Titans led 27-0 at the half. Scored on all five possessions first half. Casey's record 3-4. and four. Meanwhile, Green Bay has won six in a row after beating Washington 24-10. Cincinnati and Atlanta with road wins. Patriots and Giants with home wins. Las Vegas defeated Philadelphia 33 22 Derek Carr was 31 of 34 passing 323 yards Two touchdowns, one interception, no sacks. Tampa Bay, 6-1, and one, beat up Chicago 38-3. Tom Brady, four touchdown passes, three to Mike Evans. The Rams are 6-1 after defeating Detroit, 28-19. Matthew Stafford against the Lions, 334 yards passing, three touchdowns. Jalen Ramsey on his 27th birthday with an interception with five minutes to go when the Rams were only up by six. Arizona 7-0 after whipping Houston, 31-5. In the NBA tonight, the Lakers, so far, far this season, 0-2, are leading at the half, 62-56 against Memphis, which has started 2-0. Russell Westbrook was scoreless until a few minutes left in the first half. He does have 10 assists in the first half. Anthony Davis, 13 points. Carmelo Anthony, 10 off the bench at the break. Golden State
7: and Dwight Howard getting along. Any updates there? Yeah, there
12: (laughs) there have been no shoving videos (laughs) making the rounds uh, tonight. And yes, they are both playing. Golden State has started 2-0 on the season. They're trailing 78-77 in the third quarter at Sacramento. Earlier, Charlotte went to 3-0, winning at Brooklyn, 111.95, despite 38 points. From Kevin Durant, back to you.
7: Hey, Rich, I heard Steve talking about some NASCAR and some races that happened and went down this weekend. You and I just got back from Austin with Sirius XM, and there was a lot of people out there, like 200,000 people out there for Formula One. Yep. And I don't know, I just sent you the picture. Apparently, Shaquille O'Neal is handing out the trophies. On the podium for the winners.
6: There's no way this is a real picture. (laughs) Yo, it is. Yo, guys, Bobo, Danny, Steve. Text it it to Danny and maybe we'll put it on our... You got to see
7: this, man. Hold on. For people listening, this is some random account. Jensen Button Button, uh, posted it, but I'll send it to you. There's three dudes standing on the podium, right, accepting their prize, their trophy from Shaq. Shaq looks like he's standing next to three little jockeys.
6: It, the the, it is the, the caption is the caption is, is that they look like little trophies compared to Shaq. It is. I think it's. It a, I think it's like an angle
7: perspective wise.
6: It's an angle perception thing. But yeah, Shaq is just so much bigger. Like we've all we've all seen those perspective photos, right? Where it's like, it's uh,
7: Yao Ming and Shaq and yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And then Shaq next to the Rock, or I get it. It's perspective. But Shaq next to these Formula One racing guys. <laughs> It looks like he could eat them for breakfast. I'm not even kidding you. Like, bro,
11: this, <laughs> look at that. And
7: they're on
12: podiums.
11: This does not look real. Yes, yeah, so they're This cannot real. be real. Oh, that's man. the thing.
12: They're on podiums. The that's, winner is listed at 5'11. Uh,
4: no yeah. wait, oh, no so way. Like i
11: 5'11. That's I Godzilla snacking. next nah. to a little
4: model car. The say he
11: can't be 5'11, bro. Did yeah. you see
12: these guys shooting basketball, by the way, in recent days? They. T- <laughs> kind of wanted to do an American thing and they had these Formula One drivers. One guy it was literally the first time ever shooting a basketball <laughs> and yes it looked like it it looked well. You know, you got Shaq yeah. there at Formula One. Wow. It was worse than Shaq at the foul line. It was like ten oh, times worse than that. We gotta post this. It's comedic. absurd. I think we'll it's fake, it Camino, but then again, Covino and Rich,
6: Camino, You and I have been tricked many a times by dumb, uh, dumb photoshops and stuff. But this looks, this looks hilarious. If I it's think it's
7: perspective. But again, the winners yeah. are on podiums and still look like they're at Shaq's kneecaps. It's wild to see how big he is in comparison to these dudes. So well, Shaq
6: Shaq's a big guy. When we, you know. You feel tiny when you stand next to Shaquille O'Neal, even if you're a reasonable-sized grown man. Um, Well, working in uh,
7: sports is very humbling because a lot of times you interview (laughs) these superstar athletes and you're reminded that you're just a little lemming in comparison to them.
6: Someone that I always thought I didn't realize how big they were until I stood next to them. Roger Clemens. I always thought he was a big guy, but Roger Clemens is the size of like an NBA player. Dude, Roger
7: Clemens is a beast. What is his suit jacket like? A like a sixty-six, like <laughs> the, large, the extra enormous. large. The guy's enormous. Like what are his measurements?
6: Um, one thing about the NBA that you just brought up, Shaquille O'Neal, and you brought up uh, the Lakers already fighting. I I sort of like what what uh what LeBron was saying to to Russ. Just saying. Hey, go home and watch a comedy. Lighten up. Smile a little bit. It's not all on you, yeah. It's yeah, just Yeah, like, do, do, you think, uh, do you think they'll get LeBron's like chill nature will rub off on Russ? Because Russ just seems intense all the time. Or do you want him that way?
7: I mean, I think that's why they got him, right? To, to eat up minutes and to be that guy. Yeah, but, but to be Le- that Le- animated.
6: Le- but LeBron's like, yo, go home. Look at your beautiful family. Watch a comedy. Smile. Laugh. Relax. I mean, there's like, a,
7: and there's a lot on them. And, you know, the whole old guy reputation, you saw that from the first game. The first game against Golden State Warriors, you were thinking, oh, look, they're in it. They're in it. And it seemed like they ran out of gas at the end. So they don't want to live up to that old guy reputation. They want to win. And I feel extra pressure on Russell Westbrook as a result because he's that guy that they're counting on to to bring the spark plug so
6: well they're up uh they're up by six at halftime over the memphis grizzlies so we'll see what happens all right we'll be back more cavino and rich on fox sports radio next
8: juan gabriel juan selina selina celia cruz azúcar carol g la bichota
2: Consider us your star sleuths, your My besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons.
1: Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon.
2: Aw, Joseph!
1: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Theta Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time
7: It's Cavino and Rich. I want to give a few shout-outs, Rich. Harry Taylor, loving the show. What's up, Harry? Crystal Bray, I see you. Thank you very much. Tommy Brochu, thank you. Alex Berman, you're the guy. Everyone in chiming in today, I appreciate you. Uh, Eric DeLine, thanks for all the feedback. The show continues at Covino and Rich on social media, at Steve Covino, at Rich Davis. And if you're liking what you're hearing here on Fox Sports Radio, guys, remember, we do this Monday through Thursday on Patreon. So look at patreon.com slash Covino and Rich, and we'd love to see you there.
6: Now, Covino. Yeah. I'm reading our feedback on Twitter, and the question we posed today, I mean, we talked about a lot of fun things today. And by the way, during that little commercial break, the 49ers just had the quickest scoring drive, touchdown. So yeah, about, now, right? They're about to go for two to tie the game in a second. So uh, we'll see what happens. I was reading our feedback. Players that you just don't like for no good reason other than like, yo, I don't like your face. I don't like your swag. I don't like, I, you just don't like them. No real good reason. Some good answers we got, by the way. Let's hear it. Bryce Harper.
7: I could see it. It's probably polarizing people. You know, people do love him, but I could see how people don't.
6: Chipper Jones. Let's see. A Lakers fan said, absolutely hated Danny Ainge back in the day. Just looked like a smug little rich, whiny rich boy. I don't know why. I'm sure he's a nice fella. Uh, LeBron, Aaron Judge. I can't stand his face. That's from Eddie. Yeah, there's some players that you, you just sometimes, don't like for no real it's reason. Just the face, yeah. Yeah.
7: Well, thank you guys for participating. I started off that conversation with the new IBO, I'm sorry, WBO junior lateweight champ, Shakur Stevenson.
6: By the way, they missed the two point conversion. I must have missed it. Jeez. Uh, oh, really? Well, it's commercial. Arguing. I
7: didn't see it either. So, anyway, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed the games. If you're just joining us now, the first hour was all of our takeaways from the NFL. And, Rich, you know, I think you're going to get a lot of flack because we gave a lot of props to the Titans, to the Bengals, to the Buccaneers, really didn't mention the Cardinals much. And they're still undefeated. Well,
6: that's so, my uh, that's my little uh, fun thing little I do like, every week. Yeah. yeah it's like, you know, how, uh, what, who was sliding it that, them. Yeah. Who, who was it that used to say uh, – was it Kimmel used to say uh, he has uh, Matt Damon up next? My little uh, inside joke is that I'll never give the Cardinals credit
7: ever. I, I knew, yeah, because you keep saying they're a soft 6-0, and now a soft 7-0, and but they keep proving you wrong, so – we talked about our takeaways earlier today. If you missed anything, remember to catch it on the Fox Sports Radio app and the iHeartRadio app, and of course SXM, our other stomping grounds, where you could hear us do our music stuff on Series XM Monday hey, through Friday.
6: You know, um something I thought about today that I, I mean, I'm sure it's been brought up, but when you watch Arizona, they have two leaders that are on opposite sides of the ball that played together before and not that it's underrated, but you know, J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins were two stars that were in Houston. It was just coincidental that they were beating up on their old team today. because Houston's terrible. But just a few years ago, those two superstars were on the Houston Texans, and the Texans were good. So, you know, all the talk is about, obviously, Kyler Murray's the leader of that team. He's getting better every year, every week, it seems. Like, the guy's fantastic.
7: And by the way, I think if we're going to wrap up the show and, and and really have one good takeaway – it's sort of a carpe diem sort of thing, like a seize the moment sort of thing. There's a story, Rich, about God sending boats and you never took one. Remember that story? You've told that story before? Oh, yeah. A lot of people wait for their golden opportunity, their golden ticket, their chance to hit the lottery, that job, their dream job, that woman of their of their dreams. And it's there and you don't see it and you pass on it. Like I said, the time Rich had a chance to oil up all the Hawaiian tropic models. <laughs> There's a That's down. what happened at the <laughs> Buccaneers game earlier yeah. today, and we're hoping that Tom Brady makes it right to the kid that gave back his 600th touchdown football.
6: All right, let me let me ask you let me ask you a couple quick questions before we get out of here, based on where we're at seven weeks in. If you had to guess right now, do the Chiefs make the playoffs? No, no. They look lost. Yeah, no way. No, no, no playoffs, huh? They look too lost. Like I think they I think they, they, may, dude, I think they, they make the playoffs three today. I think they make the playoffs, but as I mean, like a... I think that would be awesome if they
7: did. Like I said, the league is much more fun, and, and it's much better when Pat Mahomes is doing his thing.
6: All right, after seven weeks of the NFL, who's your best team?
7: You're gonna hate my answer. Who? The Buccaneers. I hate you. this. Is the obvious answer, and the obvious answer is usually the right one.
6: I think right now, if you had to say best teams, if you said NFC or AFC championship matchup, I'd say. Tampa and da- I feel like it's Tampa, Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo. I think that's no are... knock
7: on Bobo's Cowboys. Yeah. They're obviously solid. There's yeah. no question. Like a rock. You yeah. want to be sub- if, hey, if the Cowboys won the wouldn't Super Bowl this year, it wouldn't be a shock. No, not at all. No. And, and I wouldn't mind seeing that happen.
6: Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen. I'm glad you enjoyed your week seven of the NFL. We never got to Halloween stuff. Uh, maybe next weekend, Covino, since next Sunday is Halloween. We're on the air next Sunday on Halloween. So uh, wear your best Ted Lasso costume or uh, wear your Don Mattingly mullet wig no, I'm with your be mustache. Fernando
7: Valenzuela. That's what I'm going to be.
6: Yeah, just put on a Dodgers dress. You're just good, put on here. the Dodgers outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and eat eat a lot all week. And that's right. That's
7: my plan. So Perfect. we'll see you guys next week. But, again, find us at Covino and
6: Rich. Until then, arrivederci, baby. See you in the promised land. All right. Goodbye.